Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series, Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller, The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series, Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events, and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's all streaming now on Hulu. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It actually started out in 97 with Lil Darryl. And when I did it on BET, I came off stage, Zoo Man, Bruce Bruce, the comedian was like, man, he said, when this air, man, your life gonna change. They said, that was funny. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life, look. All my life. Running all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Hello, welcome to another edition of Club Shay Shay. I am your host, Shannon Sharp. I'm also the proprietor of Club Shay Shay. And the guy that's stopping by for conversation and the drink today, he flew all the way to L.A. just this morning. Stand-up comedian, TV host, actor, writer, author, philanthropist, executive producer, Top-rated national syndicated radio personality, entertainment, business mogul. Damn, you got a lot of titles. Comedy <laughs> legend, over 30 years in the industry. HBCU alum. Come on now. Alabama State's finest. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. You know. Yeah. You already know. Yeah, that's how okay. we do it. Rick is Smiley. What's up? Rick, how Thank you doing? You. Glad, man. Thanks we, for having me. We were talking earlier. It's nice to finally be face-to-face. Yeah. With somebody your age. Yes, I'm sir. 86, you class of 87. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Give me Ricky Smiley wakes up at what time and starts his day and does what? 3.30. No alarm clock, ever. 3.30. Uh, full breakfast, coffee, uh, watch the news, mm-hmm. and just drive to work. Jump on the tollway in Dallas, Texas. Right. Drive up to the studio, do the morning show. Uh, the morning show lasts for like three and a half hours. I might a long time to talk, bro. Yeah, well, you know, you got commercial break. Yeah, but I'm okay. It's commercial break, so and for, then every we, hour, we, for every hour, that's about thirty-two minutes. Yeah, so that's that's. And we it. arguing in between. I got a sports guy, Rock T. Yeah, that's on my morning show. So okay. we always arguing about something. Okay, and uh, Rock T, Super Dave, and then the Brad in there. You got Gary in there. Right. So we either talking about news, relationships, or sports. Right. And just telling stories or whatever. Right. So it goes by like that. It's nothing. You're a comedian. Been in the business a very long time. Yeah. What made you decide to say, I'm going to start doing radio at the height of your comedic genius? Man, Steve. Uh, you know, you talk about Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey's like a big brother. Okay. And uh, he's like, Rick, you need to. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I just bought a house. I'm doing comedy shows, my shows. So he said, hey, how are you going to pay for it? <laughs> he said, um, so he called me. He said, hey, there's a radio opportunity in Dallas. Okay. I was like, nah. I was like, I'm, I'm good. And so Boomerang, his bodyguard called right. me. He cursed me out. He said, hey, man, if you, don't take, if you don't be in Dallas by this evening, we ain't blanking with you no more. And he hung up in my face. 
Like, Steve called me back. I'm like, can I come tomorrow? He's like, yeah, you can come tomorrow. So I went and I got the job. Uh, they put me on one hip hop station. Right. And after that, after it, it uh, we won. Right. We syndicated. Right. So uh, and then we went from hip hop and they moved us over. Right. When Tom Joyner retired. Right. So we own in like almost 100 markets now. So this was in 2004. Yes. Steve Harvey picks up the phone. And we're going to talk about Steve a lot later because I've had uh, Said the Entertainer. I've had Earthquake. I've had so many comedians. Yeah. And everybody swears that Steve is and the top And I have a story with all of them. Okay. Earthquake and I was roommates. Okay. I mean, like sleeping on Earthquake couch <laughs> to go and do shows. And I never went to a strip club before I went with Earthquake. Okay. But I, w- I would go in the VIP and take a nap because I wasn't used to being up the late because I was a church organist. <laughs> okay. So Earthquake got me out at the strip club right. or whatever, but I would go in the VIP and get on the couch and go to sleep. Man, God must have went on vacation when you were coming up in the church. Oh, that's, that's, you. <laughs> that, 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 that's a true story. And uh, I used to open for Sayed. Sayed and right. Eric Rohn, that was my first manager. Right. First person to take me on the road. So Radio pay. I mean, because you still busy. You still do stand-up. Yeah. So I'm trying to, but damn, how you have time? You do, you do radio for three and a half hours a day. Mm-hmm. You do, I mean... We're going to talk about all the other stuff. I mean, your grandfather, your philanthropist. Yeah. How do you find the time, Ricky? Shannon, you make time. You, you have to create space. Okay. Uh, you don't You don't take all the engagement. Okay. Sometimes I just want to uh, stay at home and push my grandkids on the swing yes. on Saturday. Okay. Or whatever. And uh, you, you, I just make a, little, a lot of time for myself. But for the past six years, I don't perform in the summer. Okay. So I only perform. I remember the, you telling me that. You take yeah. the summers off. Yeah, take summers off. So May. That's the time June, you're on the boat. You still yes, got you still here? See? What? You gotta go with me. <laughs> I you said you was gonna go with me. You gotta, I did. I did. You gotta, I make, did. gotta create some space. Okay. You gotta go with me. Okay. Uh uh, so that that's a lot of fun. So now I feel like I'm living. Okay. Because you just, you know, on a Saturday, it's July. You look on Facebook, everybody in Jamaica, everybody at class yeah. reunion, everybody right. on the beach. Right. And you sitting in that Atlanta airport waiting to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Only to go to an empty hotel room that night to get up the early the next morning, fly to another city, and you have to make some time to like okay, you know what I'm saying? You can't just chase money all the time. You got to make some stuff happen. What do you enjoy more, radio or stand up? Stand up. Nothing. Nothing beats stand up. Walking on stage. I'm about to do a Netflix special, okay. by the way. But it's nothing like walking on stage, and it's uh, 3,500. I just did the Martin tour. Mm-hmm. We was performing in NBA arenas. Wow. Uh, 20,000, 12 to 20,000 people in the audience, man. It was nothing like that. Walking on stage, just getting that heat for a good 25 minutes. But radio was a lot of fun because radio muscle, everything helped everything. Stand-up right. helped radio. That's what radio I was, helped stand-up. That was my next question. Yeah. How did radio prepare you for, how did comic stand-up prepare you for radio and with, vice versa? With a quick wit. Yes. So whatever we're talking about, you know, you got a joke for it or you can move the conversation into a comedic, um, you know, a comedic conversation and get some jokes off. Right. And then, boom, you go on the commercial break. Right. But on stage, well, you're doing that on radio. It's exercising that comedy muscle. So when you hit the stage, you also got quick wit. Right. But there's no commercial break. Correct. Better come on with the next joke. Right. (laughs) So let me ask you a question. So when you're doing stand up. Do you write your material or you just re- remember? You write a set or do you just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do tonight. These are the jokes I'm going to do. Yeah. And they just flow. I used to write, uh, Shannon, but now that I'm older, I can just walk on stage and just off the top of my head rip off a good 30 minutes of nonstop people crying laughing because I've been doing it so long. 33 years is a long right. time. Can I, let me ask you this. Are the, when you walk into an arena, you walk into wherever you're doing the show, 
Do you look at the audience and says, okay, these are the jokes I need tonight? Oh, yeah. These got, are the jokes I need tonight. Shannon, believe it or not, I got a playbook. Okay. And I, I do everything sports-based. Okay. I'll sit up and watch a Nick Saban speech before I go out and tell jokes. Okay. I apply every... I started out with football. Right. I played Little League football, even though you denied that I did. Yeah. Or whatever. you den- I, I think the records denied it because we couldn't f- find any. <laughs> I think that's what that's what that's what gave me like okay. ask all my homeboys in Birmingham. I came. From, Why can't I ask? Google? I came from Tony Nathan High School. I mean, yeah, I mean, you ever heard of yeah, Tony, I know who Tony Nathan? Was he played with, he played with the Dolphins? Wood, yeah, Woodlawn High School. Woodlawn, that's yeah. the high school I graduated. And Bobby Bowden came. Out. I got a homeboy named Google. I asked him. He said, "Nah, he ain't I'm here." Like, hey, son, don't do that. I'm just saying. So I came all the way out here. Oh, you did. You I did my bad. My bad. You know, we read. That's your folks over here in the background laughing. Fire every last one of them. But uh, <laughs> I, I do everything sports-based. Okay. So I, I get motivated and get excited and go on stage and and and, and kill it. You mentioned your... Uh, but I do have a playbook. You play have a so playbook. So to answer your question, yes. um, it depends on the audience. You can look at the audience and then what comedian go on in front of you. Right. So I have like six different acts. Okay. So my man, my road manager, he'll tear a page out and say, let's do this one tonight. Okay. And he'll go and kind of tape, like lay it on the floor. Right. In front of the stage. Right. And I and I have like footnotes. Right. And uh, once I do the first two, I already know where you 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 in, you in a rhythm then. Yeah, I'm in a rhythm. You you mentioned you were in syndicating over 80, 80 uh, stations. Yeah. You won syndicated personality tw- uh, twice. And when you win that, there's a lot of responsibility because now the expectations, not only for yourself, but from everybody that's listening to you. Yeah. How have you been able to manage those expectations? Uh, you just don't change anything, Shannon. You just make sure that you're funny and that you're relatable. Right. That you, uh, you know, most of our markets are in the South, so you have to open up with a praise break. Yeah. Have a pastor come on and give a good word. They right. want to have a good word. Yes. You know, you got, uh, you know, you're doing your Bernie's Jenkins, your church right. announcements. You got uh, the Will, this comedian Will K comes on. You got comedian Benji Brown that comes on once a week and do the same. Then you got Jeff Johnson that comes on and do three things you need to know. Then the president of the National Urban League. Right. Or whatever. So you got a variety of news, politics, uh, funny, yeah. spiritual yeah. stuff. And, you know, uh, so to open and close the show. So the show is, is well diverse. Right. Have you, have you had a minister come on? And then after you like, I don't know if the spirit heard that one. Nah, nah. <laughs> but like, 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 I know what you're talking about. But Pastor Freddie Haynes in yeah. Dallas, Texas. Oh, he's so he's the regular. He's he's the regular. Okay. The presiding bishop of Full Gospel, Bishop Joseph Walker, Nashville. Right. He comes on. Okay. Bring that heat. Right. So any pastor that I that right. I get on, Pastor Slater, other pastors. Okay. These pastors are really, really good. Right. But some preachers can preach. Yes. But they're not so good on radio. Correct. Right. But right. I, I found pastors that, that have that can really articulate right. a 60 second message in radio right. and get people up and motivated, then follow it with a song or whatever. And uh, to start the show every morning. Is anyone from Mount Zion Missionary Baptist number one tabernacle on the Hill Church? Anyway, you- anyway, the old Lord, the old Lord, hold my mule while I shout missionary evangelistic Episcopal Baptist Church of God in Christ. You have a great crew. You mentioned the Brad. Uh, Gary with the T, oh, Special yeah. K, Rock T. What makes your relationship so special? Been there for so many years. It's the chemistry. Right. I know what Brat, Brat know what I'm thinking before I say it. Mm-hmm. I know what she's thinking. Rock T is kind of like the laugher. He does sports or whatever, but he's instigator, laugher. Yes. I got comedian Special K on. 
Then you know you got Gary. I know you're a big fan of Gary. Yeah. Got Gary with the T. Gary's right. about 74 years old. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, in everybody business. In everybody business. <laughs> I'm just joking, Gary. Gary, nah, 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 yeah, yeah, Gary. You, I mean, you do a good job, Gary. You ain't in nobody. I mean, the business is out there, so yeah. we just, you just, you just giving us the business that, that's right. already out there. Ja Lion is on. Uh, it's a lot of fun or whatever, but that just the chemistry, man, and and how funny everybody right. is, and how how fun it is. And so, you grew yeah. really, you grew really fast. You're in over 10 million, 10 million listeners daily. What were your expectations when you got into radio? Did you did you expect or did you think you would be this big this quick? Nah, because uh, we we were only on in Dallas. Okay, so I was happy with that. I'm like, right. okay, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Come on, see there you go. You I, but I've been a fan of my whole life, Shannon. Okay. Alabama, how you getting way to Dallas from Alabama? You don't jump past the Falcons. You Shannon, go how many Shannon, teams you jump over to get Shannon. to the Cowboys in the seventies? Yeah, you my age. Yeah, we all had Dallas Cowboy jobs. Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, you, you was either one or the other. You were. You were right? You were. Yeah. In the 70s, you was yeah. either for the Cowboys or the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because they was on all the time. Those so my granddad said, we rolling with the Cowboys. That's how I grew up. Right. I got, got to go here. I had, a, I had a little baby Jerry curl in a pit in a Dallas Cowboy jogging suit holding the football like that. I'll show it. I'll send it to you. You know, I was thinking that, Rick. Yeah. Everybody that had a Jerry curl ain't got no hair. You think them chemicals burned y'all hair out? It did. Uh, because <laughs> the Jerry curls went from Jerry curl to Wave Nouveau. Yep. And then Hawaii, Hawaii Silky. Yeah. And then after that, your hair started thinning, like, right there. Then you just had to let, yeah, it, let go. it go. Yeah. But see, that's the thing, though, Rick. You, you, hey, Rick, the thing was, you let it go. You ain't try to, to the side. Yeah. You ain't try to hold on to now, it. I've seen some people on TV need to let it go. <laughs> we talk about it, but we ain't going to call no names. Let me ask you a question. The Breakfast yeah. Club, you kind, and you kind of do kind of what the Breakfast Club does. Uh, not, not exactly. Mm. Uh what do you know about those guys? Is there any competition? Well, we were in that competition when we were on the hip-hop station. Okay. So it was either the Ricky Smiley Morning Show or the Breakfast Club. What we were known for was the funny. Right. Or uh, whatever. And we were number one in, in every market. Right. Uh, they were known for the interviews with right. uh, Angela Yee, Yee, Charlemagne, DJ... Um, Envy. Envy, who I absolutely... Who I met for the first time. Uh, I met him at the White House uh, this past December. It was really, really nice. I right. met him and his wife. So I'm a big fan. I watch yeah. all of the interviews. Uh, love their work and, uh, you know, everything. That right. They do. But that was our competition. Right. Believe it or not, our competition now is Steve. Okay. And Steve the one got us a job. Well, and now we competing directly against the Steve Harvey right. morning show. Right. And we always texting each other. And sometimes we get on the same page. Right. And in the morning, like, hey, what are you talking about? Okay, we're going to talk about this or whatever. Because when we're trying to push something in agenda, right. DL, Steve, and I, we stay on group text. Right. Because we are, DL and I, DL Hughley, we work for the same company. Right. Steve worked for the other company, but right. we communicate. Right. So, uh, you know, like Pastor Warnock and, right. and different people yeah. trying to help, but we always on the same page. Right. And we all accused. Yeah. You mentioned that Tom Joyner, you took over for Tom Joyner. Steve Harvey's been on the radio for yeah. years. Tavis Smiley was on the radio, still is. I think he's still on the radio. Yeah. But he used to have a... a what was that? Was that PBS or BET that Tavis Smiley used to have that talk show on? PBS. And yeah. Wendy Williams. Yeah. What is your style? Who, 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 who is Ricky Smiley's style based off of? More kind of like Steve uh, uh, or whatever, but uh, I'm just a little different. I'm a little sillier. My, right. my morning show probably is the funniest morning right. show out of all of them. Right. Because... It's just the, the you got Brad laughing, you got Rock T right. instigating and laughing. I'm the instigator. Right. I'm not even the funnier. The funny one on the morning show is comedian special K. Right. 
or whatever. So then you got the voice of reason. You got Maria right. more on the show. Mm -hmm. So um, our show get going, but it's just it's more comedy than, than anything. Out of all of the morning shows that I listen to, we more funny. And right. I don't like to do the controversial stuff. I don't like to bring people on and ask them real controversial right, stuff right, because right. it just kills the energy. Right. It worked for some people, right. but 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 for me. Yeah, we're not, that's how I am. I just we're not, I'm not 60 like, minutes. You want, you want those in 48 hours, those, those type of interviews? You right. don't go there. Right, right, right. I just try to keep it light because I want the guests to feel comfortable. Right. And open I'll, up and have a good Open up, have a good conversation. Yes. I want them to come back. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Instead of asking them about something controversial, let's ask them, what, what's your favorite candy? Right. So what do you do before you go on stage? Right. I want to get into what the listeners don't know right. about the artist. Right. So that's what, um, you know, where my success comes from. You, you mentioned Steve Harvey and how Steve Harvey pushed you in a direction. Uh, he was one of your mentors. What is some of the advice that Steve told you about when getting into the business of being a comedian and getting into the radio business? Oh, yeah. Dress nice, discipline, discretion, mm -hmm. uh, be on time. You know, Shannon, uh, when I opened up for Steve Harvey, I had on, uh, I was going with the LL Cool J. Yeah, the big bag, yeah. You know, I had, I had, the, had the, the clock, the mm -hmm. LL Cool J, you know. Yeah. And uh, so he pulled me to the back, back of the dressing room. He said, hey, he said, people paid their money to come see us tonight. Yeah. He said, so this is a Friday. He said, you need to wear a suit tomorrow. I said, yes, sir. That was my first time yeah. being Steve. Like, well, Steve, they ain't paying me like they pay you. Yeah. They pay, this the kind of, this nah. the kind of money they paying me. You see how I'm dressed? Right. But, but, <laughs> but see, I was working at Jeans West. Oh. What you know about that? <laughs> what you know about that? Okay. That free merchandise. Yes, sir. So I had a, I had a little suit. So okay. he said, I'm going to let you introduce me tonight. But tomorrow, uh, I would like for you to wear a suit. These days, you say that to somebody, they feelings hurt. Right. So I took it like a man. I'm like, okay, it hurt my Feelings, right. not, but in a in a good way, right? Because he didn't have to say anything at all. But that was, but see, but, Ricky, but, you and I came up in the era of respect. When somebody of older said something, do, period, it wasn't no debate, it wasn't no argument. Shannon, yeah. it ain't no wife. So you know what I did, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Steve Harvey. Bought Steve on stage, man, I peeled out of that parking lot while he was on stage performing. Made it to my apartment in time, ran back to my room, put on a suit. Went back to the comedy club. By the time I ran in the door, he was saying, thank y'all, good night, my name's Steve Harvey. And I went up, but when I came back on stage with that right. suit on, he looked at me, he said, you serious? You damn right I'm serious. Right. I want it. Right. Because I'm, you, not, I'm not waiting until tomorrow. You have Right now. You have one of the OGs telling Absolutely. you this is what you need to do Absolutely. in order to be successful. Yeah. Dress for success. Look like success. Right. Feel like success. You will. He's big into that. Steve, I, I listen to a lot of his motivational stuff. Yeah. He says you have to manifest it. He says, but you have to feel and you have to think a certain way. Right. And I tell that story a lot, Shannon, because um, that was life-changing. Yes. Me. That led to me opening up for the kings of comedy. Yes. Which next... led to me being around Steve. Right. Which led to me having a syndicated radio show, right. which changed my whole life. So, um, you know, just the discipline and the structure that I got from my grandfather right. and my grandmother, do what you're told to do. Right. Not going to ask why. Right. Just do it. Right. Period. And it worked out. Once once you started doing comedy, obviously there, there are a lot of comedians. I don't know who's your favorite. I mean, for me growing up and listening to Pryor and listening to Eddie Murphy, yeah. who were some of the comedians that you wanted to meet? You're like, man, if I meet him. Oh man, um, I was excited when I met John Witherspoon, man. Uh, I met Eddie Murphy. 
uh, uh, for the first time at his house. I got invited over because I didn't know that Eddie Murphy, you know, I was hosting Comic View. Mm-hmm. I was on BET every night. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, I didn't know that Eddie Murphy watching BET Comic View. Right. And uh, so I was out here and he got word that I was staying at the sofa tail and he had a little get together at the house. I ended up going over there. I met Eddie Murphy. And uh, that was just a real blessing. And he repeating my jokes and my prank phone calls. Like, I watched Raw and Delirious yeah. like you did. You know yeah. how it is. We in high school. Yes. Coming to America. Yes. We were 12th grade. Coming yeah. to America came out. Like, what? And um, he repeating my prank phone call. And that was just absolutely amazing. Now, I, I was shocked. Coming to America came at 88, right? 80-something, yeah. I think I might have right. been, been a junior in college. Right. You a sophomore in college. Right, right, right. We're college, yeah. Alabama State. But yeah, yeah coming to America, and, yeah. uh, just to see him and that, and to be able to, like, go to his house. Right. And uh, I really tripped out when uh, when Stevie Wonder was repeating one of my prank phone calls. That really blew my mind. Wow. Because my mama had all the albums. <laughs> I have them now. Right. But all the albums. So I did not know that people was listening to those prank phone calls and watching BET kind right. of you like that or whatever. So when <clears throat> you said you started off, you were performing in front of mainly white audiences. Yeah. Do you, do you, ha- do you have to tell jokes different? Yeah. <laughs> so wait, so so my, my audience was white, right? So I thought that's the way comedy go. Right. So I, I would never take the mic out of saying, like I was like, oh gee, you know I could do those jokes, man. Yeah. Hey, bye. Tell a joke and they laughing, you holding on to the mic. You holding to the mic then. So I had an opportunity, the first black show I did, I was opening up for uh for Ice Cube and the Ghetto Boys and, and D Nice or whatever. So here I come with a comedy club routine. <laughs> I came on stage with a suit on. I said, I need a mic stand. <laughs> like you oh, dog. You open up for Ice Cube and the Lynch Mob. It's Ice Cube, the Lynch Mob, all the doggone uh, uh rappers and and stuff. Man, they booed me so hard. Come on, man. They booed me. It was ugly. And I walked backstage, Ice Cube, now they would make eye contact with me. <laughs> Everybody was like, no, 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 little man, go on over there. Don't bring that energy over here. <laughs> I got booed really bad. I got booed at the Apollo, too, Shannon. Huh? I got booed on Showtime at the Apollo. And I, I hadn't even told a joke. When they said Birmingham, Alabama, Mark Curry was the host. Right. When they said from Birmingham, Alabama, they were like, boo. They, they booed. So when I was coming on stage, Mark Curry, who was the host at the time, right. he said, do your jokes. Play to the camera. He said, your ish going to air. He said, don't worry about it. I did, a, I did five minutes of comedy right. while they was booing and throwing stuff and played to the cameras trying to think of my joke. So I didn't tell nobody I was on Showtime at Apollo. Right. So it comes on TV. Dun, 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 at the Apollo. You know, on Sundays, right. we watch the Apollo before right. we go to the skate rink. Right. Come on, Shannon, get with me. All right, so I'm a country we ain't go that way. I ain't go there. I couldn't. I can't stay. The skate rink. No, everybody went to the skate rink on Sunday. We'll argue about that later. Okay. Anyway, so I didn't tell nobody. So they took an audience that was laughing at another comedian right. and spliced it up. Right. It makes me like it was you laughing. All of a sudden, it was no cell phone. So my phone was ringing. My phone was blowing up. I started getting bookings or whatever. When I actually got booed. Wow. True story. Showtime at the Apollo, but that's. Uh, what what is that feeling like? I mean, uh, you know, obviously, you had to get booed. I mean, so so how did how do you remain confident? Like, I'm sticking with. It. I don't care what y'all say. Y'all didn't laugh at these jokes tonight, yeah, back, but y'all gonna laugh tomorrow. Yeah, back then, back then, uh, you would just kind of go on and try to do your routine. Now, if you boo me, 
I would turn all the lights on and step off stage and go through the audience and roast every last one of them. <laughs> I, I, I give it to them. Like, I, I don't care because something wrong with everybody. Right. I don't care how good you look. Right. I can find something wrong with you. Right. I'll make you hate yourself. Right. Okay? Right. You want to boo me? I had to, I had to get my son. My son came home from college, was sitting in the kitchen every time I passed by, getting ready to go to, uh, you know, to frat me. Right. You know, I heard somebody giggling or whatever. I'm wearing something like this. I'm just age appropriate. Right, exactly. I'm not going to wear no tight skinny, skinny jeans. Skinny jeans, that ain't me. Sagging and with no. a, a hoodie on and it's yeah. 90 degrees. Yeah, I ain't outside. wearing no chrome hard jeans that cost $8,000. Right. Ain't happening. Come on, man. I'm about to be double nickel. And then, you know, I, you know, by me being a damn, I said, I guess, got what I do for a living. Yeah. Like, you want a roast? I went in there and cleared that kitchen. They were <laughs> spitting Kool-Aid everywhere. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm you, you got you get on your son like that? What? You trying to roast me in front of your friends from college? Ah. Yeah. You know my son on the basketball right. team at Alabama State right. right now. Okay. Or whatever. Malik, shout out to Malik Smiley. But you know, he's trying to roast. Right. So I got jokes. I do this for a living. I'm not just your dad. I'm right. Connie. Yeah. Right? Oh, right now I'm a comedian. I'll be yeah. dead in a minute. Let's go. Well, once I get your friends laughing at you and them. Yeah. <laughs> open for the ghetto. How do, how do you, how does a comedian, I, I don't know, I've, I've never been to a, a, a concert where a comedian opened up for people that's going to sing or rap. Well, at that time, Shannon, they started doing, they was having comedians open up all the okay. shows. Okay, Because now, mind you, I had a great show when I opened up for Will Downing and okay. Gene Kahn and okay. Jennifer Holliday. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, and uh, 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 Mr. Cooper, uh, Michael Cooper. Yeah. I opened up for Michael Cooper. Okay. You know, uh, Joe Cribs put me on my first big show. Okay. Running back. Buffalo Bills. Yes, sir. He became a promoter. Okay. Put me on my first big show. Okay. Little running back from Auburn, man. Yeah. I love him to this day and thank, thankful for the opportunity. But Joe Cribs saw talent in me and had me open up for Michael Cooper. Right. Uh, which meant a lot. So so they was like, okay, we can have you open up for the Ice Cube in the lynch mob. <laughs> and the ghetto boys. And you and thought that would be a good idea? Too Short was on that show. Oh, man. I got the pictures. Yeah, I got booed, man. I had a suit on. I had a three-piece suit on. I was dressed like the uh, Jackson Southerners. We don't need to talk about this, the Will Smith incident, but we saw something out here at the Hollywood Bowl with Dave Chappelle, yeah. and somebody ran on stage. Are you afraid now? You said that if people start booing, you're going to cut the lights on, and you're going to clear it out. Yeah. Are you? Do you get afraid now of telling a joke that might offend someone, or you like, I'm Ricky, this is what yeah, I do. I don't, you I don't. came here, so you're going to get it if, you don't, if you're not appropriate. Shannon, I don't care. If you sensitive, don't come to my show. Right. Stay at home. Right. Society is too sensitive now. You can't say nothing. You can't correct. You can't. If somebody doing something that affect you, you can't even correct them when they're what they're doing affect you. Well, yeah. I'm. I'm gonna. Hey, I'm 54. It is what it is. I'm gonna say what I need to say, especially if it directly affects me. Right. I'm offended. I'm right. offended that you're affecting. I'm offended that I have to correct you. Right. How about that? But they so, get offended that you offended. Yeah, right. Right. All of this cancel uh, well, culture and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to do my jokes or whatever. I talk about everybody. I talk about myself. Right. Or whatever. I don't care if you're black, white, fat, skinny or whatever. Everybody going to get a little bit. Right. And most of my comedy is relatable and, and it's, it's done with love. It's not mean spirited. Right. That's the difference. Right. My comedy is not mean spirited. So, you know. When you got Comic View and Death Comedy Jam, how did that change your life? Well, hosting Comic View changed my life. Your money definitely changed for your uh, uh, appearance. Uh, Death Comedy Jam, Martin Lawrence was the host. So I started, I did a joke about the Q's and the AKA. So I started getting booked for colleges. Right. So 
But when I became the host of BET Coming View, that means you're on TV Monday through Friday. Correct. Uh, number one show that was the highest rated season of Comic View on BET. And, uh, and I was also the host in 2004. Right. Then BET gave me a show the year after that. So that was a real staple in my career. And uh, even now, and that was 2000, my tickets is 2023 now. My ticket sales has been consistent for 23 years. Wow. It actually started out in 97 with Lil Daryl. Right. If I did Lil Daryl, I've been selling out since 97. So you can you still do that, Joe? Even though you're talking about maybe a special needs. I mean, do you have to? Do you have to? <laughs> oh, yeah. I do it. They like it. The special needs. Right. Lil Daryl bought out all the special needs uh, uh, kids. Right. Not necessarily kids, right. but special needs adults. Yeah, yeah, yes. They all came to my show. Right. And I, they would not let you leave off stage unless you did Lil <laughs> Nah. How did, you, how did you come up with that? It's true. I had, we had, uh, he went to our church. Right. And uh, he would get up there and say his Easter speech. Right. Shannon, and uh, it was um, it was one of those situations where you couldn't laugh. Right. And your mama looking at you like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in situations where you're not supposed to be laughing, that's when things are extra funny. Correct. So Lodero would be out there saying his Easter speech. And we would be in the choir stand with a straight face with tears coming down our eyes. Right. Wanting to laugh but can't laugh. Just like you pledged. Right. You better not laugh while you're online. Right. So uh, I just simply, and and Cedric the Entertainer actually, I told Cedric the story, Cedric the Entertainer helped me write the joke and do it a certain way. And when I did it the way Cedric taught me how to do it, it blew up on BET and I was, uh, my, my career took off. That was it. We was in a 79 Cutlass driving down Peachtree. We had got right in front of that Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And said, said, I had a, it was another name, but said, said, Lil Daryl. Said, said, my name, Lil Daryl. And said, started doing it. We had hit my Cutlass. We right. had a 79 Cutlass driving to Uptown Comedy Club, mm-hmm. the one behind Houston. Yeah. The old one. I know exactly where it is. And yeah. so said and I did the opening week. Right. You know, it's Earthquake's old club. Yeah. And he told me how to do it and helped me form it and right. formulate the joke. And when I did it on BET, I came off stage, Zoo Man, Bruce Bruce, the comedian was like, I'm like, what? What happened? It was like, man, he said, when this air, all the comedians, they circled me. I thought something was wrong. Right. I'm like, man, your life didn't change. They said, that was funny. Because Mike Epps and Cat Williams was on that episode of Comic View as well. Wow. He, was, he went on his alley cat. Right. And Mike Epps had on a Dallas Cowboys jersey. I'll never forget it. The audience was dead. It was midnight. It was the last show. They had been taping all day. Right. And here I come doing little Daryl or whatever. And it blew up, Shannon. Right. Uh, no lie. When you say, when you travel and you were doing it like you do now and all these comedians, how difficult is it? Because you hear the laughter. Yeah. You know, you backstage, you hear what's going on. Yeah. And you're like, damn. Damn. What the, do, do you ever stick your head up? Like, what, the, what, is nah. what, is, what are you saying? Not behind no, uh, 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 Lavelle Crawford. I'm not. I'd be damned if I'm going behind him. I don't care. I would give a promoter every dime back. I'm not going. Hey, listen. Now I can almost follow anybody. Right. But what I did a show with Lavelle Crawford in D.C. for New Year's. I'm glad that I went first. I saw him stand in one spot with a suit on and a bow tie, and totally destroy audience. And I just never seen somebody stand in one. I'm talking about back to me. How do you follow that? Right. But I had to follow um, uh, uh, Darnell Rollins one time. Yeah. In Atlanta. Right. At the Phillips Arena. 
sold out on the Martin tour, he got a standing ovation. And guess who's next? <laughs> Me. So I had to go to my playbook. Yeah. I pulled out. You, you had to go deep. I had to go deep in the yeah. playbook. But thank God I'm on the radio because I think that gave me a little leverage. So by the time I came on stage, they were like, yeah, this is our guy. We listened to the morning show. And yeah. I was able. They gave me a little cushion. Right. And so I just I put on a good show that night also. But that was scary. Give me give me your, your Mount Rushmore of Def Comedy Jam. Comedian that's been on Def Comedy Jam. Oh, my God. Uh, and then I want the one, the Def, uh, Mount Rushmore Comic View. Uh, man, uh, Def Comedy Jam, uh, of course, you have to start with Martin. Martin. Uh, hamburger. Hamburger. Create hamburger job. Hamburger. Uh, you know, uh, Bill Bellamy came out with Booty Call. Yep. And, of course, you can't talk about that if you don't say Bernie Mac. I ain't scared of you. That was the yep. hottest. Adele Givens, the whale in the Tic Tac. Yep. yep. Adele Givens, Bernie Mac. Um, uh, uh, who had a good set, like, with Rip Def Comedy Jam up? Chuck and Dougie. Uh, yeah, Shuggy Shuggy, well, Shuggy Dougie was big on BET. BT yeah. On BET company. That's when Shuggy yeah, Dougie, quack, quack, yeah. when he blew up. But all of those companies, J.B. Smooth came yeah. from Def Comedy yep. J.B. Smooth yep. sleep on my couch. Um, was uh, Cheryl Underwood on Comic View or Def Comedy? She was on Comic View. Okay. She came, she she class of 94. Right. I did Def Jam in 93. But Cheryl Underwood and all them, they came in 94, okay. like a year later. Uh, Henry Walsh had a, a, a real good set. Uh, he does shows with Mike Epps. One of the funniest comedians in the country. But uh, but yeah. Now BET, uh, BET, you got Arnez J. Yeah, and Arnez J killed it on 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 Def Comedy yeah. as well. Uh Gary Owen. Yep. Uh Earthquake. Earthquake Wait. totally. Quake, Quake, that's my dog. That's my Woo! dog. You know what I'm saying? Uh uh Earthquake, um, uh some more. Yeah. You know, and yep. all of the guys, Lester Berry, all of the guys that hosted Comedy View said was the second host. D.O. Hughley was the original, original host, host yep. of BET Comedy View. Yep. So you had a lot of talent that uh, you know, to come from uh from BET Comedy View. So yeah, those are some of the goats. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Do you think there'll ever be another Comic View or Def Comedy Jam? Uh, I don't I don't know, Shannon. It, 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 it'll have to die down because uh, comedy is so, sometimes it, it feels oversaturated uh -huh. or whatever. In order for it to be special, it'd have to um, kind of, Die down for a minute, right? Then boom, right? Kind of like all the movies and stuff, right? Making, doing the remake, yes, or whatever. It would it would be hard because now you got phones. Right. People have more options than they had back then. So but you know hard. what? It's harder now. Now that you mentioned that, it's harder to tell a joke more than once because everything is recorded. Yeah. So now you know. I mean, you used to get away. You could well, tell you a just joke add for like to it. Yeah. You just add to. I okay. still do little Daryl right every now and then, but I do it different. Right. So I mention little Daryl as a recap. Right. And then put a spin on it and then do something totally different using the same character that they love. 
you mentioned earlier that uh, you're about to do a Netflix special. Is that kind of direction? Because Chappelle came back in 2016. I think he signed the deal. Yeah. Uh, it was reported. I don't know how true it is that Eddie Murphy has signed the deal with Netflix. He's going to do a series on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Earthquake had one, which was fire. Was fire. Yeah. Is that kind and, of and Dion Cole? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 By, by the way, Dion Cole, uh, I gave Dion Cole his first job, his first writing job. Right. And Dion Cole, we used to do colleges together back okay. in the day. It's, it's crazy because everybody that was in this van, I remember Dion Cole sitting in the back seat of the van, said in the front of the van, and everybody's like famous now. Right. And it's just, just so amazing right. uh, to me. But uh, yeah, I haven't done a special. I did a BET special, uh, a live stand-up on BET. Right. It's called Open Casket Sharp. But it was like 13 years ago. So now it's time to come back with some new heats, you know, some flavor. You know, I still got it because I kind of settled in the radio. Right. But I still perform low key. Right. So just to kind of put something out that people have been asking me to do. Do you so. write your own material or do you have some writers? I have writers for this special to help me punch up the material that right. I have. Right. Uh, David Arnold was helping me before he passed away. Uh, 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 Chris Chris Spencer mm-hmm. is going to be helping me out. Uh, comedian LeVar Walker, Special K. Mm-hmm. Other guys helping me put it together. So I got basic stuff, but they're just going to take the stuff that I have and punching up, uh, punch it up, and make right. it really funny. Do you think it's harder or easier now for comedians to get on? Harder, really? Yeah. Even with all the avenues you got, social media, because you see a lot of these guys, they kind of get their start on social. Media. Well, if they, like young if, DC Young Fly, yeah. You see a Ha Ha Davis, and you see like Desi Banks is like flooded. Oh yeah. Well, if you get on social media and you do some good sketches, yes, and some funny sketches, yes. or whatever. That would get you on, but you're doing sketches. Right. But you have to catch up in the comedy club. Yeah, because you can't do no sketch. You can't do no sketches. You got to learn how to perform. Right. So I think uh, we had to learn how to perform first First. and then catch up with social media. Right. As with Desi Banks, them, they blew up on social media. Right. And they had to catch up and and get a rhythm on stage as to how to perform. Right. And they're really doing a good job. I just did some shows with uh, B. Simone, Just Hilarious. Yeah. uh, D-Ray, who I, who, I, who, I, who I don't get along with. I do a lot of shows with D-Ray. I don't know why they... D-Ray David? Yeah, he bothers me. <laughs> why he bothers you? He's just annoying. He talks... Yeah, because he got light skin. He got good... Yeah. Hazel eyes. Hazel eyes and stuff. <laughs> and then he always in my dressing room making fun of my clothes and my outfit. He'd be like, you know, like last time I, we did a show, like, man, I wear this on the plane, you know? Like what? Talk, yeah, yeah, like my outfit that I'm Oh, you're talking down to your, you're talking oh, yeah, down, talking down, down, down about my outfit. Like, yeah. right now, he texts me, he harassed me. I blocked him on several numbers. <laughs> I don't know how, I, and, and he just, but that's, 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 you know, it's two people I don't like, and D-Ray Davis, both of them. <laughs> 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 Ricky, why did you stay in the South? You had a, you had an opportunity. You did a couple of movies. We're going to talk about your the Peaches. The Peaches? The peaches. What Peaches? I know you ain't talking about the one that grow on the tree. Yeah. No, you ain't talking about them. You know about something else. Peaches. But they out here. Not, they're not as good as the one. What about these navel oranges? You I don't like, like navel oranges? I like navel oranges, <laughs> whatever. But in Alabama, and man, let me tell you about the South, man. I don't know, man. It's just, it's different, Shane. It is. It's, 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 yeah. You can come to L.A. And, and you can go to New York. Ain't nothing like simplicity. Right. A quiet lake. People speaking to you. People nice. How you doing? Right. Good food. Chef, I'm, uh, uh, I'm a hell of a cook. Man, you know what? You want some chicken and dumplings? You told me that. You want some chicken and dumplings? Every time I see you, you know, I follow you. Every time I see you, you always cooking something. Always. 
Shannon. You I ain't mean, got that many people in your house to be cooking like that. You cook have, like you got family reunion. Shannon, I have I had four kids, and then I raised a lot of nieces and nephews. I know, yeah. I had a house full. My chicken and dumplings, my green, my sauteed greens. I had a cooking show on Fox. On Fox Soul, I had a cooking show. Absolutely, Shannon. I get down in the kitchen. Okay, what, what's, what's your di- What's the it's risky the chick- Chicken and dumpling. Everybody liked the chicken and... Your grandma made them, right? Yeah. I know it. So you like chicken and dumpling. Yeah. Next time you come to the South, I'll meet you in Atlanta. Okay. And I'll bring you a pot of chicken and dumpling. People go... They swear by them. I put celery but, and carrots in there. Well, that's, 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 that's a signature of chicken and dumpling. I hope you put that in there, Rick. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I make the best chicken and dumplings. Okay, what else? Um, I have a good fried chicken recipe, my collard greens. Um, I do a great thing. I make a, a good... Cornbread dressing, not stuffing. Right. Dressing. Right. I make good dressing, good turkey wings, anything. Anything Southern. I have, uh, I take a cooking class. Okay. So I can do gumbo. I can do shrimp etouffee. I also can cook Italian. I make my own tomato sauce from scratch. I will boil tomatoes, a big pot of tomatoes for three hours. Make a saucepan. Put on a saucepan with my butter, my wine, my seasoning. I have a food processor. And put it all, and I jar all of my stuff up. So when I make lasagna spaghetti, I make my own sauce from scratch, Shannon. Don't, 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 don't come on here and try to nah, nah, just position saying. your questions like nah, 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 I'm just, like no, you I, have doubt in your mind, Shannon. I'm sorry for the surprise in my voice. Okay, Shannon. You act like a part of What about this? What? You're not married. I was. What happened? Twelve years career took off. And uh you ain't wanna I mean you when you were nobody, when you were driving that 79 cutlass, she was right there with you. She when you ran the, when you That's the problem, she wouldn't help me drive. <laughs> that's that's one of the things that actually stick out of my mind. Hey baby, can you can you get the wheel for an hour? I gotta perform and, and uh, uh, Oh man. That was before they started doing this. <laughs> before they started grabbing there. Yeah, man, it's just hard to have a relationship, man. You're all over the place. I just, for me, Shannon, Jesus Christ himself going to have to walk her up on the porch and say, Ricky, there she is. Now, I I dated Juicy for a little while. That didn't work out. Juicy? Juicy from the morning from Little Women Atlanta. No, you didn't. Yeah, just for a hot minute, didn't we went to our bees in the late that was, that was that was that was a short relationship. That was a sh- that didn't last. See, oh, see. But no, Rick, I ain't going see. to no no. Rick, I'm not doing this. See. I'm not doing. This. See, you <laughs> say nope, nope, no, uh, no, no. We went a lot of questions. Our first date to Apple bees, and the lady bought a, uh, a coloring book and crayons over there. It did. What happened? <laughs> man, that's a grown woman. Man, you can't. Well, they didn't know that. They didn't know. You should have. You should. I tried to explain it. The lady started crying because she felt like she offended her. She oh, did. Yeah, she did. But then everybody standing in Applebee's window when I was putting in the baby car seat to take her back home. <laughs> did he? Go with the next question. <laughs> there you go with your food. I heard you say, I don't know if it's true. Mm-hmm. It was reported that you said, I don't want to be as big as Kevin Hart because yeah. I like my life. I like the simplicity of my life. Man, I'm I'm, I'm happy for Kevin Hart, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I just couldn't imagine yeah. the pressure the pressure to deliver, right, and the work schedule, the workload. I, I mean, you got a, you got a, you got a, a crazy schedule. Kevin Hart is in every commercial, every yeah. movie, on the radio. Yeah, he got a, He got his, uh, uh, he got his, his podcast. Yeah, cold his balls. He's doing this thing, uh, uh, uh something with L.A. husbands yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. 
Shannon, for me, man, you know, I'm 54. I was on the road every weekend for years. I've been performing for 33 years. Right. I feel like I don't have anything else to prove. I want to do it if I enjoy doing it. I just don't want the pressure. I just want to sit back and enjoy. I want to go to a football game. I want to go, you know, go to an Alabama State, Alabama A&M, Magic City Classic, you know, or go watch Alabama and Auburn. Do you travel with security? Nah, but thank God for the COVID mask because, boy, it worked. I can get in and out. And I got the one with the fisherman wear around the neck. That, yeah. That I pull it all the way up to right here and have my hat pulled down. I can go anywhere. You got that from Friday. The next Friday. Friday after next. <laughs> See, that's who you that Santa Claus. All I needed is Santa Claus head on the white one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that actually worked, man. That, that has allowed me unbelievable freedom to go anywhere. Anywhere and, and not be not be noticed. That's on days if I don't want to. Right. If I'm just trying to have some private right, time. Right, right. Or whatever. But man, I enjoy fishing, man. I know you should told me. I you would look. sit on the beach. I, w- I get off the air at 8.30 in the morning if I do the morning show from Fort Lauderdale and would sit on the beach all day for a week. Every single day. Drive over to Bimini. You know, because uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a boat captain. Right. And I drive over to the Bahamas across the ocean. I went through storms. I'm talking about where you getting like Four to five foot waves coming at your boat and just having to, 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 to stay the course and make it to an island or try to make it back to the United States or whatever, man. I'd be out here doing some adventurous stuff. I've been taking flying lessons so I can fly. Uh, boat captain, just, just, I'm just having some nice, relaxing experiences. Were you always this adventurous? Were you this adventurous as a child or did you, did you just become this way? Uh, when, I, when I became an adult, I started getting it. No, you started getting some money. Start, no, you got just, the stuff, you got to cost money to have a boat. Start, well, 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 even as a child, man, uh, I played nine different instruments. I played the bass guitar, I played the drum, I played the trumpet, the baritone, the French horn, the tuba, the piano, and the organ, and I read music. So I'm a musician. Right. So I can sit at a piano. I was a minister of music at a church for years. I played basketball. I didn't make the basketball team, but I damn sure made the football team. You see, I just see that. that see, I played you go. football. Why team we got to come back? Why we got to okay, come back? Shannon, I played. We were doing so good. The interview was you going ask great. Anybody, was, ask anybody in Birmingham. I played football, Shannon. The interview was going so well. It was flowing beautiful. It's still I, flowing I love beautiful. the way we were transitioning, getting it's, in and out of topic. Go. We're in a sports building. Go get a football right now. Go around a dig route and watch when you turn around. It's, at, it's in your chest. Go around a post corner. Run a post. Hit that corner, turn around. I promise you, it will be right there. Ricky, you 54. It don't matter. You ain't through a football Shannon, in 30 years. I have a son that played college ball, man. That's I not you. To... You don't play college ball. Got... He does. You I... don't throw the football Shannon, no I still more. Throw... I do. I do. Shannon, I still, Shannon, when I'm backstage, before yeah. I go on stage and perform, yeah. guess what? One of my rituals. What? Warming up with a football. Mike Epps. How did I get you ready to go on stage? Mike, it because it just get me loose. Mike Epps. DC Young Fly, yes. we had a pickup uh, flag football game backstage before a show in Houston. Mike Elf was like, damn, I know you could throw like this. I know you had an arm like this. I have an arm. Go get a football. But Stop talking about it. We ain't got no footballs here. Yes, you do. We in the spot. All, this, all these shows y'all have here in the Fox building. You at Fox Studio. This ain't Shannon, a football field. a football field. downstairs in, in one you of those. At, you ain't at, at the Rams facility. We don't have footballs here. We okay. have cameras. We have microphones. Go, go get a college football. I'll show you. No. Can't throw no NFL ball, but I can throw a college football. You stole the show in Friday after in Friday after next. Yeah. How was that experience? <laughs> why, why we go through this, man? I don't, brothers. I, I believe we related, but go ahead. 
you were originally supposed to play Cat Williams' character. Yes. And Cat Williams was supposed to play my character. And somebody said, no, we want you to play Mike. The uh, thieving-ass Santa Claus. <laughs> right, and then, yeah, because Cat Williams was going to be the Santa Claus. Right. And then, uh, and they switched it over. Right. Because I, when I auditioned, I auditioned for Mighty Mike. Right. You know, so when I went in there to audition, I'm at the toilet. Uh, when, when Cat Williams went, right. went to use the bathroom, right. that was, that was, that's the line I had to use to audition. So they switched it up. So I'm like, yeah, I can do this Santa Claus role uh, Friday, uh, you know. And, but I didn't know that because I did my role like in four days. Right. They shot all my stuff in four days. I went back to Birmingham, came back out because they changed the ending. Did you right. know that? Right. No, I didn't. No, you know the ending where they got to fighting or right. whatever. The ending was me giving out, Santa Claus giving out presents to his kids. Right. So the, the test audience didn't like the way it ended, so right. they changed the ending. Right. So I had to come back. The scariest thing was laying down in front of that limousine. Right. And you better hope and pray that he got it on dry and not reverse. Right. Because that was real. Okay. But I had to really lay there while that limousine peeled off. Right. So they let they allowed me to get up about three or four times right. to go and look at it. To make sure, I said, go up, I put it in reverse. I said, put it in drive, put it in reverse. So I got comfortable. I said, okay, let's go. I said, hey, we're going to do this one time. One time. So they actually did it twice. And that was scary. And the part where the Santa Claus got with the clothesline. Right. When we were laying on the ground, we was in a real backyard somewhere right. south of L.A. Right. Shannon, why was maggots in the dirt? When it was we- somebody's backyard for real, the dirt was in infested with maggots like real talk i had to lay down there right so that was a stunt man that did the clothesline to fall right but i had to pick up where he was already down right and i'm laying down and i'm looking and i see maggots in the dirt man true story it was disgusting did you know you had hit it out the park when you did this role i had no idea never seen the movie never read the whole script friday after next come out i get my kids where are we going? We're going to the movies. We're going to see Friday After Next. I have a small role in the movie. The movie come on, and it starts out with me. Right. First of all, to see some more name on the screen, Dunn D.C. Curry, and then Ricky Smiley. Right. And people in the theater start clapping because we're in Birmingham. Right. But they didn't know I was in the theater. Right. And the movie go on. Santa Claus get hit by the car. My kids start crying. I had to take them outside, outside <laughs> to tell them that I was okay. Right. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, everybody realized I was in the theater, Shannon. Right. And start clapping. Everybody was proud. That was the first big movie. Then I end up doing uh, First Sunday. Yep. Uh, with David E. Talbert. Right. And uh, I actually was in uh, the movie with Ice Cube and Mike Epps. Uh, Benjamin, all, all about, about the Benjamin, Benjamins. Right. But they cut the they part cut. out because they rewrote it. Right. But I was Snitch Mitch in that movie. When you did, you did you freestyle any lines? Because you like that. Mostly ugly all admin. of them. Cube said, I have you in this movie because I just want Ricky Smiley. I want you to be you. But here's the base. Here's what you need to say. Here's what's happening. You're robbing them. Right. He said, don't talk over each other. Everybody just stop talking over each other. Like, and once we got it together, we shot it a couple of times, running down the alley, all that stuff or whatever. Um, so it was, it was what, easy. What made you hit the Dion? Because you hit the Dion. Oh, <laughs> man, I was a fan of that. Oh, I was a fan. You hit the prime time. Prime time. <laughs> hey, I've been doing that since he's been doing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the guys do the gritty. Like, right. when I go on stage right now, right. I do the gritty. 
Right. I come on stage, man, I be killing that gritty. <laughs> you know? Like, like when I, I like, like, I thought you said you was age appropriate. The I am. No age but I can do the gritty. The gritty ain't age appropriate. I can do Not the gritty. Young boys. My son is a college athlete. I can do the gritty. I can do the gritty. Man, won't you I'm do- not finna do the prep. I'm not finna be. Won't you I, do the washing machine? I can do the Dougie. <laughs> I would kill the Dougie. Right now. I know, Rick, but you that's not Shannon, inappropriate. Shannon, you still got to be be relatable in here. I'm I'm 54, but 54 is not old. What do you, what do you want? But me? you but till you be getting want me to have my, my shirt tucked in my pants and have an adult diaper on? No, nah, you I don't care about the adult diaper, but you should have on jeans and hardball <laughs> Stacey Adams. No, sir. Cause, cause I, cause, you know what? Okay. First of all, I changed clothes in your dressing room. You did? I didn't see one pair of Stacey Adams in your dressing room. Nah, you saw... I, I, I saw your shoes. Yeah. So don't play with me, Shane. Okay. My bad. Bye, okay. okay. Keep it moving. You see, you see how, y'all see what he over here see, trying to do, that's right? That's why I keep people out of my dressing room. He got room. his home. You see? Shannon, I saw your shoes. Okay. Okay, we're going to leave it at that. I mean, Now, see, one pair of Mighty Clouds of Joy and Jackson <laughs> Southern Air shoes in there. No. No square toe gators. No. None of that stuff. No. All of those shoes was full of gospel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the residual checks. Do you do you want to do any more movies? Would you like to do any more movies, or are you like I'm done? I did. I had my share. I mean, if 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 there's a situation where I could get in and out, like like when I was in baggage claim, right? I flew to L.A. and shot that in one day and got on the plane and left. I, and the way David E. Talbert and Lynn Talbert, which is some of the best producers in the in the uh, in L.A., right? They spread it out through the whole movie, right? So. I like the like situation where I can get in, right. shoot, do what I have to do. Right. But but sitting in a trailer all day, every day, it don't mix with ADHD. Right. Cause I have it for real. I know. You know what I'm saying? You be you, you know how you be talking to somebody right. talking to you too long. Right. Your brain, your brain go to commercial. Yeah. You be talking to somebody, your brain go, liberty, 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 yeah. liberty. <laughs> That's you. You know, yeah. yeah. You talking to me over two minutes, like, emu, emu. <laughs> and Doug. <laughs> I'm looking at you in, in First Sunday. Ice Cube, Tracy Morgan, Cat Williams, Regina oh, yeah. Hall, Loretta Devine, Red Grant. I went. I played football with Red Grant. Red Grant was on the team at State. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Red Grant. Red Grant, uh, happy belated Founders Day. You know Red Grant, a capper. Yeah, he's a capper. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Red Grant is running for mayor. Mayor in, in D.C., Absolutely. Yes. That's one of yes. my good friends. Yes. Baggy claim with Paula Patton, Laura London, Jill Scott, Christiana Milian. Yeah. I mean, Boris Kojay, Terrence J. I mean, bruh. I mean, you don't want. And I play football. This man here, we just won't give it up, huh? No, because you won't let. I, I want you to respect the fact. Well, you see, if you just respect the fact that I can throw a football still, I'll stop talking. Well, okay, about well, you know what, you, your boy, you. Okay, okay, okay. You know, you know when you you interviewed Dion, y'all went on the football yeah. field. I got a workout video with Kevin Ridley. When he was playing at Bama, I went to the swatch. I saw I play. He said, "Yeah, you're kidding." I said, "Okay, do a five and out." He turned around, that ball was right there. I got the video on my Instagram. I show it to you. You want to see? No, it? I'm good. You know, I was a comedian. You know, before I played football, yeah, I did stand up. Where? The same place you played football at. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind. <laughs> Hold on. I'm gonna so, send you the picture. I got you. I'm gonna send you the picture. Okay. I'm gonna show you. <laughs> you do all about the Benjamins. And right. you like, okay. And see how you got some people over there laughing. <laughs> your staff. That, is, that, 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 that's your people. They so that, 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 that's your people. That's no, your that, people. That, Hollywood over there laughing. That's my people. <laughs> and your boy from St. Louis over here. Your people, man, they... Go ahead, son. So when they told you that... Did you, but you guys, you already got paid. I mean, obviously you wanted to be in there, but they had to cut the check, so you straight. What? When they cut you out of All About the Benjamins. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good opportunity to be with Ice Cube. Yeah. Around Ice Cube. It wasn't nothing personal right. against me. They, they rewrote 
So my part didn't make sense. But Q was like, Rick, I got something else for you. And then I ended up doing um, uh, First Sunday. But you know what I'm saying? I had a sitcom, too, on TV One with Ray J. Right. So I had that show. And then I had a reality show right. that was six seasons uh, called Ricky Smiley For Real with my morning show and my kids. So I had a lot of a, lo- a lot of stuff. I still don't understand how you find all the time to do all this. Shannon, I just do, I do, I consolidate and compartmentalize. Okay. That's so important. I get the compartmentalization of it. Yes. But, but, but I, I just kind of do everything like January, February, March. Right. right. April. Those, those are your, those are your busy months. I will grind. Okay. Nonstop. Okay. But a lot of people don't understand when I get off the air, man, I'll take a three hour nap. Right. I'll go back home and get in the bed, let the blinds down. Right. Get under the cover and go to sleep. Right. Turn the phone off. Right. I don't do this cell phone. My cell phone never in my ring will stay off 24-7. Right. I got my phone set so if my mama call or my son in college call or whatever, it'll ring or whatever. But that does just be cash up. Right. With them college kids. Yeah, that's it. That's all you Yeah, I have a daughter at Bell or a son at Alabama. So I got two seniors. I got two boys in college. But I have the discipline to say no. Right. I have a discipline to create space for myself to give me time to think. And sometimes I wake up, I go through my text messages and respond from important to less important, from the how you doing today, just checking on you, to, hey, I need an answer right now right. for this, that, and yeah. we need to make a decision. That's how I do. I be going through my text, I'm like, K, hey, yeah, yeah, then, you know what Boom. I mean? Yeah. Exactly. All that, all that, like, no, I ain't finna, no, no text, no then I can't 75 words. holiday text. I can't, I just, yeah, it be too much, bro. Yeah. It, it be too much. You like group chat? No. I don't either. No. No, it's too because see now you're getting all response, especially when yeah, bro, number I, that you don't know. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I ain't trying to get everybody in all this. All these people in the old people do the people in their sixties do group group text. Only people in their sixties and seventies do stuff like that. What do you like more, radio, stand up, movies, reality TV, sitcom? Because you've been in them all. You've been in them all. Well, you know I do like reality TV because you like drama. Nah, I I I didn't. Well, you see, I I didn't. See I didn't allow it on my show. I didn't see the sitcom because I was about to ask you: Are you like Housewives of Atlanta? Uh, believe it or not, Shannon, you gonna cringe. My favorite TV show that I watch all day. Yeah. First Forty Eight. Oh, I like the first Forty Eight too. I can't. They be snitching. They be dry snitching like mug. It, it be for a cheeseburger. They be telling on everything. No, it be churches. <laughs> it be that. It be that. It be that damn. That damn honey biscuit. From churches, <laughs> it'd be that, that. Shannon, you know I hadn't had Church's chicken since eighty, since eighty two. Yeah, I don't think I've had Church's chicken. Yeah, I like. 82. I mean, if I'm gonna eat chicken, I'm probably gonna be crispy chicken. I like crispy chicken. Yeah, crispy chicken is good. I like the Popeyes. I mean, Publix. You know, Publix chicken down in Publix into, chicken. That's they fight. And Shannon and the cakes Ooh. and they and they desserts and they they bakery. Yeah, off the chain. But, but they got a crispy my, chicken in L.A. Anybody know they got crispy chicken out here? Um, but when oh. my granddad's sister, uh, my grandfather's sister died, yeah. they had a church chicken head just came, was banging in yeah. the 80s. And uh, it was at the repair. Yeah. And the lady was like, do you want this piece or that piece? I said, that piece. Back then, they wasn't wearing rubber gloves. Yeah. And the lady had a finger missing. And uh, the old lady had the little dark spot right there. And she grabbed the chicken like that. And she put it on my plate. And this... And it's all I saw. Ah! I was, I was, you done with you, you done with church? I didn't sleep that night, but I didn't eat that chicken, and I hadn't had it since. Cause every time I see church chicken, it's all I see. It's coming back. <laughs> you roll for this man. You roll. 
of all, story. So of all the impressions that you've done, what is your favorite one? Uh, I have this character. Uh, Bernie Jenkins, Lil Dow, Joe Willie. Joe Willie is my favorite. Joe Willie. Joe Willie in the Deuteronomy. So this is um, poking fun at the uh, gospel group, the male male chorus, like what, what you and I grew up. Yeah. I host a male uh, chorus convention in Augusta, Georgia, every year. Okay. Every year at the Bell Auditorium. And Joe Willie and the Deuteronomers, he, Joe Willie, this big guy that's real physical. Yeah. But I'm but all the other singers are real old men. Right. They're in their 70s and 80s in real, in real life. Life. Okay. But I can sing a little bit, but they sing in background and it actually sounds good. Right. But Joe Willie kind of like in a big suit, kind of got, got gray hair, right. got the kind of like Professor Clump a little bit. Okay, yeah. But he moving. Mm-hmm. He moving, he jumping, he spinning, he, he doing all this stuff. But Joe Willie is my favorite character. That's the one I have the most fun with. Right. You you mentioned that you could you play like seven instruments. You can play the piano. You mentioned that yeah. you played the piano. You played the organ in the church. You play a lot of different instruments. Yeah. Have you ever thought about, did you ever think about doing anything in music? Yeah. I, my goal was, uh, Shannon, to, to be a musician. But I would do a comedy show at choir rehearsal. I would get $75 to play at a small church right. in Birmingham and end up do, in, doing impersonations of the pastor or somebody in the church or whatever. And a comedian named uh, uh, Chucky Jenkins took me over to the comedy club one night to watch him. Right. And I was like, I can, I think I can do that because I'm funny. Right. Everybody said I was funny. Right. And I, I went back uh, a couple of months later and did open mic night. Right. And then I ended up opening up for George Wallace. Okay. And, um, so that was the first person I opened up for. Right. And then I just kind of, just kind of went from there. But but yeah, I wanted to be a gospel musician, classical pianist. I enjoyed playing the instrument. I've been taking lessons since the third grade. Right. And I learned how to play by ear when I got to Alabama State because I was minoring in music. Right. Or whatever. So I had took all these applied piano classes, applied trumpet class. Or whatever, so I was I, I was really into me, and I still am. You know, uh, I'm a big soft rock fan. So okay. Steely Dan, the Eagles, Fleetwood Mac, El- I go to every Elton John concert. Sometimes I take off to go see Elton John, right, or whatever. But um, but I am a big Frankie Beverly and Mays, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, or whatever. I love music. Were you funny as a kid? I mean, because a lot of people get into get into comedy, you know, so kids don't make fun of them. Me, I talk with a lisp. So me, I make jokes. I have get somebody. I, I make jokes about somebody else, so the kids start laughing at them. Leave me alone. So right. were you naturally funny as a kid? I was a laugher. Okay. Yeah, I was the laugher, but um, I, I started learning how to be funny. So I would watch the ones that was actually funny. Right. Uh, and they still funny to this day. Right. Because we all still hang together. I got folks I hang with that we go back to elementary school. Okay. So I'm trying. You know, was trying to uh, figure out. How can I put this on stage? Because I'm doing plays and piano. So I, so being on stage was nothing for me. Right. So let me figure out how to be funny on stage. Right. Yeah. When I, all these prank calls, <laughs> did you ever get in, tr- in trouble for doing making these prank calls? Well, back then, uh, before caller ID, we just had the phone book open. Right, right. You know, you spend it out of your cousin's house, right. had the phone book open. Uh, I got in trouble one time. I called my neighbor uh, and told him and his dad they had won some some uh, tickets to see the Commodores, but they had to be at the radio station 30 minutes. And when they sat on the front porch and watched them run out the house, <laughs> peel out of the driveway. <laughs> but they came back real slow. <laughs> they came back real slow. Man, I did they ever know it? Was, did they know it was you? Did they, they know it? now. 
They know now. They know now. Yeah. <laughs> but, but back then, I wouldn't say nothing because I didn't want to get a whooping. Well, you, why do you think? Why is? Why do you think you're so relatable, especially the 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 black woman, Bernice Jenkins, that voice. Yeah. Why is it so relatable to the black community? Because uh, everybody have a a, a Bernice Jenkins, a Miss Janie, uh, or, or whatever. Everybody knows somebody like right. that. So when you do church announcements, we grew up in the church. You know, you had the lady go up there and do the church announcement. You the reading man, come yeah, on. Right. <coughs> so, so they take the church announcement and just make them funny, or whatever. And uh, you know, you're just talking about what people know about. And be trying to read proper and be getting every last one of them all wrong. Of them. All of them. Govern yourself. What? Accordingly. <laughs> you look at Tyler Perry and what he's been able to do in Atlanta. And you look at how he got started doing Medea as a play. Mm -hmm. Hollywood, now nah, we good. Puts his own money up, becomes a billionaire. Build this big studio, state of the art, rival anything they have out here in Hollywood. Built LA uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, he did. And uh, I just saw the, the overview of his home that he built out in Douglas. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You think Queen Elizabeth them got something? He got something. He got something. Yeah. How do you know Tyler? How, I do. how how surprised are you that he was able to do that in such a short amount of time? Because it's not like Tyler is not that. I mean, we're probably about the same age, maybe it'll give or take a year or two. He might be. I might. Yeah, he's actually older. younger than us. Yeah, so I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. Um, I met Tyler Perry in baggage claim at LaGuardia Airport. That had to be many, many years ago because he it, ain't know nothing about no baggage or claim it now. Was, it was some years ago. <laughs> Tyler Perry and I and Earthquake yeah. and Niecy Nash, we, was, we had a pilot on Fox called The Kings of Comedy. It was a sketch show like Saturday Night Live. And uh, he was like, hey, uh, he recognized me from Comic View. He said, he just say, hey, I'm Tyler Perry. He said, I do plays. I said, nice to meet you. And uh, he said, how are you getting to the hotel or whatever? I said, I'm just going to catch a car. He said, you can ride with me. So he had a car. Right. So I jumped in the car. It was just Tyler Perry and I. We were just talking. So he's telling me about this character. He said, man, you be doing Bernie Jenkins, but I do this character named Medea. So Tyler Perry was telling me all of this stuff. And there is a sketch that Walter Latham has right. with Tyler Perry doing Medea, and I'm doing Bernie Jenkins with Niecy Nash called The Pew. It's supposed to be making fun of The View. Right. We did a sketch called The Pew. And uh, it didn't get picked up. They picked this show that said did, Cedric Entertainer did, or whatever, but it didn't get greenlit, but we shot a pilot. We stayed in New York City for a couple of months. Right. Went to dinner every night. Right. And I knew he was going to be big or whatever because he was talking business. I wasn't business savvy back then. Right. But sitting in that car with him, uh, Tyler Perry, Niecy Nash, Earthquake, myself, we went to dinner every night or whatever, but he was staying over in that. The only thing that caught my eye, I knew he had money. He had money then. Cause we're standing in this this fancy hotel across from uh, Central Park, okay, or whatever. You know that Rift real Carton? No, it's something else, but it's real, or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's real expensive. Mm -hmm. But I I recently stayed there. I left because it's decorated like a funeral. It's home. old. And and uh, it, it, I mean it's set up like like where you make funeral arrangements. Yeah. Like they have a obituary right. I I couldn't stay. I had to go to something modern. Right. Or but I made a whole video on Instagram about that. Right. But, uh, I knew he was going to make it, and I am so proud of him. He has given so many people jobs and opportunities and stuff, man. I absolutely, I'm a, I am a huge fan. People are like, well, the Monday, I'm like, listen, man. Like, yeah, they criticize him because a man, a man shouldn't be wearing no dress. Man, listen, he did. He listen. Okay, nobody. For a billion, I wear a bikini. 
<laughs> one billion dollars, I would. Right. Ain't nobody said nothing, nothing when, when Jamie Foxx do Wonder or when Martin Lawrence do or whatever, man, people have. Nay, nay. Shanae, when people have taken all that well, stuff. Well, Robin Williams started out with Miss Doubtfire. Right, right. Before that, Flip Wilson. Listen. Flip Wilson did uh, Geraldine. Geraldine. Mm-hmm. Come on now. And then Benny Hill. Yeah. You know, so, man, people do stuff, man. You do it for the comedy. Right. People have over-sexualized and man, this. They, they, and, yeah, they make And I, what I wonder, they put we, on we, a dress. We do too much sometimes. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, reading in the stuff and yeah. or whatever, man. But the stuff, if it made people laugh, yeah. our job as comedians right. is... To make people laugh, and then now people want me to do the character. Now I don't want to do it, right? Because you get criticized, right? For it, right? Or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because and, and, I know who I am, right? You know, as a person. Yeah. And I like Tyler because there, no matter what, Madea, what you think, there's right. a message and everything that she says. And it's funny. It is. Period. Point blank. <clears throat> AT and T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You and I both were uh, my grandmother raised me and you talked about your grandmother and the influence that she had in your life. Oh, yeah. Share that. Yeah, man. Uh, Shannon, my grandmothers lived across the street from each other. That's how my mom and dad met. Okay. My mom and dad were musicians. They both played snare drum. Okay. And uh, they graduated high school and had me a year later. Okay. And I have my grandparents and um, uh, my mom's mom and my dad's mom and dad or whatever. They was wonderful in my life. And I had grandparents on. Shannon, I have touched every last one of my great-grandparents. I met my grandmama, mom and dad. I met my granddad, mom and dad. I met my other grandmama, dad. And I met my other, uh, my granddad's mom most of my great grandparents, I have touched and had relationship with. Wow. My grandmother, my great grandmother, was 106 years old when she died, or whatever. And I had every last one of my my uh, my grandparents, and uh, they've been a blessing to my life. My grandfather, my dad died. My dad got killed uh, when I was about six, seven years old. You came back from Vietnam, right? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I mean, think about that. You go to Vietnam and mm-hmm. you survive that, only to come back here, right, and lose your life. Lose your life. How much, how much of that do you remember? Man, I can tell you, I can tell you more about my dad's funeral at, at seven years old than I can tell you about, about my grandparents' funeral who just recently, my granddad, who just died three years ago. I can tell you uh, where everybody sat, what everybody had on. Uh, uh, I think that was 73 or 74, uh, April the 11th, when my dad died. I'll never forget it. Um, you know, that was that was something that it, it's probably one of the only things that make me cry to this day as a 54 year old man, mm-hmm. because when I think about watching my grandparents sit over here on this front row right. crying like they cried that right. day, that tear me up to this day, mm-hmm. to this day or whatever. Um, uh, my grandparents had a chance to see me on BET. They had a chance to see me do some movie and TV stuff. They saw me on Def Jam. I made them proud. 
They get they gave me everything with nothing. You know what I'm saying? My granddad worked at the steel plant. My grandma worked at the airport or whatever. They taught me class. They taught me table manners, good home training, respect, good morning, good evening. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, which ain't nothing wrong with. This generation try to say that yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, it sounds slavish, and that's a problem. It's respect or whatever. True. And uh, I just appreciate everything that they taught me because now the, the discipline, now that I use with my granddad, well, I'm not going to wake you up for school. No, no, we don't use alarm clocks in this house. Because if you go to bed with your job on your mind, you're going to wake up. So take your ass to bed early. Then right. you, you won't miss the bus. Right. And now I don't use an alarm clock to get up and do radio, which the show starts at 5. That means you have to be up at 3.30. We'll go to bed. Right. 6.30, 7.30, I'm in the bed. Lights off, TV off, sleep. At 6.30? You know, it started getting dark in the fall. Yeah, yeah. Shannon, Shannon, I'd be just like this. You put your hands together. You put your hand right there, you crush her. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon, it's 630. <laughs> I don't care if I, if I got company or, or whatever, somebody, somebody rolled through, it's going to be early. <laughs> My Listen, only you to go to bed this early. Well, you're okay. You're going to go to bed tonight this early. <laughs> you were shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, what transpired? Uh, my beeper went off. Okay. Okay, and this, this, this 95, my beeper went off. So I stopped at a payphone because somebody hit, uh, I think, what is it, 411 with me? 911. 911, L-O-V-E, when you turn it upside down or whatever. So I go to the payphone. No, 411 then. 411, yeah. something like that, whatever. That's how you text back then. Yeah, well, I thought it see 911 been an emergency. That's why you would pull over and call. No, but I think if you text shell or okay. something like right. that, it okay. means like like love or right. something, whatever. Okay. Certain certain numbers they'll put in. If you turn the beeper upside right. down, right. it'll read something else. Okay. So I went to the payphone. And so they was robbing this other guy, my friend Johnny, that was at the payphone. And... um. It was like, get up. He was like, I don't have nothing. It was like, boom. Send I get up. They shot me. To make him get up. To let him know that they were serious. I'm not Damn. lying. You can laugh if you want to because I'm talking about all this. Whoa, I'm the bro. I got, whoa, whoa. I got nothing to do with this. Bruh. Man, get up. Shannon, sawed off 12 gauge, point blank. He said, like, hold on, just a second. You said, hey, look, hold on, just a second. I get it up out of Nah, I ran. He, did. I, he didn't give me, I was about to run. If he had waited one more second, I was about to jet. If, I, if anything would happen, I would have got hit by a car. I almost got hit by a car running across the street after I got shot. Right. I still, uh, Shannon, as a matter of fact, I still have them. See that the right pellet, there in yeah. the elbow? Yeah. See those buckshot? Yeah. Sawed off 12 gauge, man. Like, real talk. And uh, So, you going, laying in the hospital. What's going through your mind? Well, I was in... Uh, How I, old were you at the time, if you don't mind me? I had to be about 21. Okay. 21, 22. I had already did Def Comedy Jam. Wow. I think, I think yeah. Or, or something on BET, the right. old kind of you where they go to Com Cam. Yeah. Or something. Uh, so uh, I'm in the hospital and I'm in ICU. I got all these tubes and things just boop, boop. And I look up at the TV and I see all these uh, police cars chasing a white Bronco. I got shot that night. You got shot the same night that OJ was supposed to turn himself in. I got shot when they found. Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. Okay. I got shot that night. You got shot that night. So when I went to surgery, when I came, when I woke up, I saw police officers chasing a white Bronco. Wow. That that's great. And I'm laying there in intensive care watching this, and I'm seeing the whole OJ Simpson uh, thing play out. Uh, chase. Right, right. Uh, so 
Uh, but yeah, I was in the hospital, man, for a couple of weeks. And uh, that was crazy. It was it was scary. I could have died. Yes. Uh, I, I remember the guy, um, the ambulance, said, hey, man, I said, am I going to be okay? And he was holding my hand. I said, just hold my hand. And I'll never forget that man, that ambulance. He was he was like, Rick, you going to Did they catch me? the guy that shot you? Okay. That's a whole story. The guy, the guy that shot me uh, got caught, went to prison for dead 25 years. They called me for a parole hearing. So I went in there with the attitude, nah, I want him to do the rest of his time. Yeah. He violated my life and I got in there, I saw his mother sitting over there. And then you know, you can look and tell people, you know, that people struggling, this lady yeah. probably been going to prison, driving been, down. Ever since he been in there, she been going. She been going. You feeling sorry for his mother, then I started breaking down. Like, okay, hey, my life is good, God is good. Let me get this lady back, do what I can to get this lady get son, son back, back to her. to her. I can go on with my life and they can go on with their life. Right. And uh, he eventually got out um, and he got killed, drag racing. He got killed two months after he got out of prison. Then I was taking my mom some black eyed peas. I had made some black eyed peas that I'm famous for. Mm-hmm. Taking my mom some black eyed peas. Coincidentally, somebody hit me on Facebook and told me that the guy had got killed and where the funeral was at. Coincidentally, I'm driving down uh, Birmingham version of Peachtree. It's called First Avenue. Okay. So I'm, that's our main street that go through Birmingham. Okay. So I'm driving down through Birmingham and run across his funeral procession. Because I saw them coming out of the funeral home. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a Jeep with the doors off. I'm right. Rubicon. Right. And that was more morbid than the night he shot me, Shannon. That scared me more than anything. The guy that shot you almost took your life is in this hearse passing by. That that gave me chills. I didn't sleep for two months. Wow. Unfortunately, your daughter was in a situation where yeah. she was in a road rage at, uh, incident and she got shot. Yeah. Where were you when you got the call and what's going through your mind? I was on the air. I was at the radio station. Okay. I was on the air. Uh, my daughter's mom hit me on the cell phone. Hey, call me emergency. And I was like, okay, let me do All right, y'all, Rick's by the morning show, 15 after the hour. We're going to be talking about blah, blah, blah. Then I look at it. And then the next text message said Aaron was shot. And so I just hit. I, I just hit the phone to dial. What? She said, yeah, Aaron got shot. And I said, how my daughter get shot? My daughter is a straight-A student. Right. My daughter attends Baylor University. Right. But my, my, my daughter get shot. She said she was at a red light. And some guys on this side of her and this side of her started shooting back and forth and she got hit twice. And uh, so this in the, in the beginning of COVID, Shannon. So I had to figure out a flight. So I had to fly from Birmingham to Dallas DFW airport, get in a car and drive from DFW airport to Lovefield airport to get on Southwest airline to fly to Houston only to get to Houston and can't go in the hospital because it's COVID. Right. So that was that was trauma. It brought back all of my trauma. And uh, to this day, I'm still in therapy uh, because it brought back up all my old trauma. Right. From, you getting shot. From me getting shot in 95. And it and, and that was trauma itself because your daughter got shot. Right. And Shannon, I was on the on the air uh, a week and a half later after she got out the hospital. Because when she got out of the hospital, people had sent food, turkey leg hut, 
um, uh, uh, the, the mayor, the city council, the police chief. It was a lot of flowers in the house. And it was that Saturday, so it felt like a repass. Yeah. The only difference is your daughter is sitting right here. Right. Or whatever. So I flew back to Dallas. I'm on the air, moving on. My daughter's okay. I'll never forget I was playing. I was talking over the intro. 50 Cent in the club, son. Don't, don't. Go, go. All right, y'all. Ricky Smile, the morning show. Your daughter's been shot. And I lost it. I was laid out on the floor in the studio a week and a half later. They had to walk me out to my car. I couldn't even do the rest of the show. Like, it took that long mm-hmm. for it to hit me that my daughter, I knew she had got shot, but it didn't hit me because right. I went into, I got to get my kids here. I got right. to get her parents here. I got to get my parents here. Right. We got to get to Houston. How do we get up to the room to see the daughter? I just went into action. Right. And I didn't, I didn't process it. You, you didn't grieve properly. I didn't grieve properly. Yeah, that's how I be now. Yeah, that was, that was, that was crazy, and that was scary. But she's a senior now at Baylor University, and she's scheduled to graduate in May. My son is scheduled to graduate in May also at the Alabama State University, mm-hmm. which always beats Savannah State. No, they don't. Always. Don't do that. Always. Don't do that. Basketball. I know y'all wouldn't have beat them when I was there. I don't know what happened now, but all Shady, I know— you the whole team. Did y'all beat Alabama State every year? We didn't play y'all. We played Alabama a and We played like— Did y'all beat them? No, we didn't. Okay, go on, go on to the next question. That, 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 we didn't beat you. Jenny couldn't catch the ball and throw the ball. And but, I can get, but y'all couldn't do that. Did no you way. play defense? I didn't. I, played, okay. I was a wide receiver. I was hell too. I was hell. I'm looking at it. You raised your kids, but uh-huh. you raised your nieces, your nephews. You yeah. raised almost 15 kids. Played yeah. for them to go to football, go to uh, college. Sure did. Kids playing football and basketball, something sure. that you couldn't do. Why, did you do. why are you doing this? Because, Shannon, I knew what it was like to grow up without a father. Uh-huh. Most of them didn't have a father. Right. I had no choice. Right. I did what I had to do. Some of them appreciated and some of them didn't. Some of them I talked to and some of them I don't. Some of them I hadn't talked to in years. Hold on. It be like that. Even after you've done everything that you've done. Bruh, it be like that. The wrong person getting a child ear against you or whatever, it's just that way. People be naturally jealous. Right. And I don't know what you're jealous of because I shared everything that I had with you. Right. But I had a nephew, Terrell, that played, uh, I had... uh, Three college athletes come out of my house. Right. One played basketball for Miles College. Mm-hmm. Nephew Terrell, uh, who is a running back coach at Woodlawn High School, played running back for Middle Tennessee State University. Mm-hmm. And then my son, um, Malika Alabama State. So I had at- college athletes come out of the house right. and stuff. And, uh, you know, and, and all of the nieces and nephews wasn't biological. Some of them, Shannon, just didn't have nothing and nowhere to go. Right. And I had to help them. And they're off doing good and doing big things now. Right. Nephew uh, that has his doctor degree, my nephew Deltrick, um, got some Greeks in the house. My daughter's an AKA. Right. You know, a um, couple of Qs in the house or whatever, and a Kappa. So I, I, we got degrees on the wall. Uh, education matter. Uh, sent a couple of kids to IMG Academy. That's where my son went. Right. Or whatever. So I perform, man, just where I can educate right. and give them an opportunity because right. I don't need anything. Right. Um, what are some of the challenges of being a single father? And then in the process of becoming a single father, how rewarding is it when you see the manifestation of your work? Uh, the challenging part is... Uh, Especially with your, with, with your life. Yeah. Well, well, it wasn't really that challenging being a single father because I had help. You hire somebody. I had a lady from my church. Right. Name is Pat. Okay. Miss Pat, no nonsense. She don't play. She'll knock them out. She'll cuss them out or whatever, and she holding them down. 
right. Miss Pat, and before Miss Pat, Miss Bishop would help me out with that. So I could easily jump on the plane and go out of town right. and do what I need to do. I had, I had, I had a hold it down for. Had a support system or whatever. And what was the second question? The, the manifest and, and to see that your hard work. Was. Oh, Shannon, uh, to lay in the hotel room and uh, watch my nephew playing for Middle Tennessee State University. Right. Run up and run a touchdown. And I'm sitting in the bed, and I remember him sitting in my lap crying because his father got killed. His father was my one of my best friends, was my frat brother. Yeah. I remember you told me you, that you raised him. Yeah, man. And I'll never forget two days before Christmas, he came in my room, he had that look in his face, and he started crying. And he sat in my lap, man, and had his head on my shoulder. I said, listen, man, it's going to be okay. I said, I know how you feel, man. My dad died, too. And we talked about it. I said, but you will smile. I said, you will smile. Now he's helping other kids that don't have fathers, 26 years old, graduated college, high school running back coach. But to see them kids on TV, to see my son uh, on the big screen at Alabama State, and he's getting ready to go into law school. Right. You know, and to see what my daughter's doing and all the degrees on the wall, all of the kids that we've helped, Shannon, it's been a, that's the reward. I, I, I don't. I just want them to do good, and I wanted them to have a chance or whatever because I had uncles step up to the plate, and I know how important that is. Right. So to have an uncle, Ricky, or somebody that's going to hold you accountable to step up to the plate and be there for you and for you to become something is everything. Was it important for you to break the stigma that black men aren't in their kids' life? Absolutely. Like, yeah, we are. We're Absolutely. Here. I went through that. And we want to be here. You're damn right. And I ain't going nowhere. Um, I, I went through that uh, uh, with my oldest son, you know, uh, having a hard time seeing him. That all work, worked out or whatever. I've been through the court system. I've had judges that wasn't fair. Uh, a judge in Alabama said uh, the reason I don't award men custody of their kids because I never seen a cow follow his pappy. That was quoted by a judge in the state of Alabama. Now that the laws is changing, they have father's rights movement. Right. Men do hair. I mean, my daughter, I do them little do doggone uh, uh, two little afro puffs. Man, I know how to put that part down the middle to get that pink oil moisturizer. <laughs> rub it in my daughter's hair, drop that part down the middle, put them two little things in, in, in them little afro puffs. Yeah. Only mistake I made was sending her to school in some pajamas because I thought it was an outfit from Limited too. But I thought it was an outfit, but I didn't know that it was a pajama, but she thought she was going to get fussed at, so she didn't say anything. And I get a phone call from the school that said my daughter was at school crying because she didn't want to go to class because she had on pajamas. I said, it's not pajamas. That's a brand new outfit. I had just bought it from Limited, too. Right. Well, come to find out, it was pajamas, but I thought it was an outfit. So It was uh, a pajama outfit. It was a pajama <laughs> outfit. It was, it was bed and not class. class. But, uh, but, yeah, man, it's... it's um, uh, Shannon, it was fun, man, uh, being an uncle, being in the house, screaming up the steps, hey, stop jumping on, running up the steps, going up there with the belt, popping everybody one time, sit down, sit down, sit down. Nobody crying, the licks didn't hurt. You know, go to bed, go to bed, go to bed, take a shower. Have you had a, man, that was fun, man. Right. The whole highlight of my life, you know, dads don't do nothing but this. Hey! Don't make me come out there. That's it. You don't even have to say, don't make me come up there. You just, hey. Then the stomping stopped. Yeah. So I got, so I have my grandson there now. Yeah, you adopted your grandson. Yeah. So I'm I just became a first-time grandfather. What? How, yeah. So let me so so give me give me some pointers. What 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 did the grandson call you? 
Pop, 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 pop. I don't, I'm not a fan of it. I won't, I, I, if somebody can give me something hip, yeah. I like G-pop. Right. Now, my granddaughters, I'm finna start trying to train them right. to start saying G-pop because it got a little swag, just right. a little swag to it. Pop is still there, P-O-P. Yeah. But G-pop. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, my grandson called it Pop, Pop. Right. P-O-P, P-O-P. Yeah. But I'm trying to. I'm going to be Papa Shea. Oh, man, Pop, Pop, Papa Rick. Papa Rick. <laughs> Shannon, I'm for real. You laughing, but I'm dead. But you're going to be Papa Shea? Papa Shea. Is the grandbaby here yet? It's here. Okay. How old? Two weeks. Okay. My granddaughter that was just born. Congratulations, first of all. Congrat, Bruh, br girl or boy? Boy. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Oh, I can sit back. I can cross my legs on this one. I already done told him. I'm going to have the kid just like, just like you were. When I bring him back to you, he's going to be just like you were when you came to me. You no more, no, nothing less, nothing more, nothing less. You think you love your kid. <laughs> when that boy look you in the eye and smile, and you combing his hair to the side. I got all the videos. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm doing. I got, I'm going to have his hair like mine. Yeah, yeah. With, I, part, I, with the old school part. Man, I, 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 did that, I did that on Facebook. Blew up. <laughs> just in there. Come here, come here, come here. Come here, come here. Come here. Hey, 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 hey. You know, people get mad at me on Facebook because I talk heavy to him. Right. That's to make him tough. Right. So when he go out in the real world, he ain't sensitive. Right. I talk to him in a coach tone, like my granddad talked to me. Of and course. it worked. Yes. So my grandson right now is tough. Mm -hmm. It's tough as nails because I don't care about the curly hair. Right. I don't care about the cuteness. All of them cute. Right. Until they become 15, 16. Yeah. Can't do nothing with them. That's right. That's what I should tell my kid. I say, if now if you're gonna stay this size, if you're gonna stay like seven or eight, I'll let you run them up. Right. But at some point in time, you're gonna be a teenager, you're gonna be an adult. Right. And all of a sudden, that ain't going to be cute. Right. Right. But, but man, pushing my grandson, teaching my... My grandson just turned six and can swim the length of the pool in, with no life jacket. My granddaughter is jumping in the deep end of the pool now. Mm -hmm. And she's only three. Wow. Teaching them to swim. Uh, Shannon, you ought to see him throw a football at six. We get in the living room. You ain't teaching that. Who you got to working with it? Me. Me. I mean, you. I know you're an Alabama fan, so Bryce Young come over? No, me, Shannon. Shannon what about Mac Jones? Jalen Hurts? Don't, 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 don't do it. Ask Calvin Ridley. Call Calvin Ridley. Ask Calvin Ridley. Ask him. He'll tell you. You and I both fitted for. Right. Give, me some, give me some tips on dating. You, you like, fit, you like, you like, okay, let, let me see. 50 to 55, you like 45 to 50. You like 40 to 45? I'll take, you like 30 to 40? I'll take, I'll, I'll take 38 to 50. 38 to 50. Slim, sexy, but genuine. Genuine and sincere. Now, I need sexiness. I have to have it. Because I can't be with you just because you, you're a good person. You got to be sexy, too. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you can't be, you know, the... Man, they tried to come on now. Fix me who, up. who tried to hook? They tried to hook you up with who? With what? A chick that was on my six hundred pound life said she's a, she has a good heart. Uh uh. Mm -mm. But I wasn't able to do it because I can't. Well, you might need to donate that. But I'm talking about if you try to be with me, I be I need more than, than I, a good I, heart. I, I need I need I need sexy. Yeah. You know your walk off got to be fire. Yeah. Your walk by got to be fire. Yeah. Your walk by air got to smell like Neiman Marcus. I mean, I mean, you, you, so you wanted the way she walked by and like. Every time. Because that keep you out the street. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 okay, what about, so, okay, what about 28 to 35? 
No, I can't do nothing at 20 because my daughter's 20. Okay. Okay, what about 35? Um, 30, 30, to 30, 30 to 35. No, not 30. But thir- I'm a two or 35, and I don't mind if she have a kid. A kid or No, two. I ain't never mind that. I don't care nothing about that. No. You know what I'm saying? Actually, and, my first, well, my, my, my college girlfriend had a kid. Right, right. Because and that, say, you know what I noticed? Ain't nobody want her. I saw that girl, I saw. Man, what? I'm, I'm, They'll I'm, be the finest one. But here's the thing. I saw her walk, she was on campus, because we, uh, we were at first, you know, we went football players. We went to school. We practiced first. Right. Before, before they, before they, uh, uh, the regular students got back, we already had a game. Right. So I saw her walk across that campus for three weeks straight. Yeah. I told my roommate, I said, I'm going to make that girl go my girlfriend. I said, that's going to be my girlfriend. You know, back then we used to say, that's going to be the wife. Yeah. Walk by, walk by. One day I said, I said, uh, you mind if I walk you to your dorm? She's like, yeah, we started talking, carrying on. I saw her in the hallway, you know, next day of class, we started talking. I was like, you know, what you, what you know? Getting the moment, the moment they see me talk to this, everybody, head got big. No, everybody tried to talk to them. Like, dude, I let y'all have three weeks head three. I let y'all have a three weeks head three. start. Three. It ain't nobody want her until I started talking with her. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't beat my time. Like my granddad said, I had to lay down a blistering time. It was over for them. <laughs> I, laid out a, I put down a blistering time. On my mama. <laughs> ain't do nothing. <laughs> she, so she hired my, hired my pole oh! for a minute. But anyway, that's not here. Nor. So give me some dating advice. Uh, dating advice, man. Shannon, for real, man, finding somebody that's genuine, sincere, and kind, and pay attention. How do I find out in L.A.? You, I don't know about, I don't know about <laughs> LA, but I tell you, a good dating pool. Uh, you want to find a good man, Dallas. I've had the best relationships in Dallas, Texas. Man, I'm, uh, not not Houston. Houston, if you in your thirties, but man, if you in your forties and fifties, man, Dallas, Texas, man, has some nice, beautiful, genuine and sincere. You got Bishop Jake's church there. You yeah. got Pastor Haynes' church there. It's it's kind of like the Bible Belt. It's Midwest, right. with a Southern feel to it. Classy, right. them them little Erica Badu, uh, natural Afro, be wearing that little African oil, sexy. Gonna make sure you make sure you. I'm talking about the chicks that's gonna make sure you straight. Yeah. Cause cause see, I don't need your money, right? If you have a job and a career, that's fine. Right. But man, if if you can help me organize my life, yeah, like what Margie Marjorie did for Steve. Right. Right. That's what I want. Right. Man, 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 I. Man, listen, when Steve got with Marjorie, man, I seen a whole difference, not only in his happiness, his career. Okay. That type. And then, you know, um, uh, Marjorie bow-legged, too. Huh? I was walking up behind Marjorie in the airport. Man, I was getting ready. To, while I was walking up on I said, I said, oh, my God. Yeah. I said, ugh. I bet I did. And she looked at me. She said, ugh. I said, ugh. <laughs> I said, I was finna holler at you, but I ain't know it was you. She said, ugh. I said, ugh. Because, you know, we like brothers right. and sisters. Right. Whatever. But, but that right there. What Steve has, right. that's a Absolutely. blueprint of okay. what I would like to have. And I'm not, I'm like, okay, I, do like, I don't need you to wash clothes. I don't need you to cook. No, 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 I, I I'm I real domesticated. I can, no, I, I ain't real domesticated. I am. I'm going to find somebody to do that. No, I'm going to find somebody to wash the clothes. I'm going to find somebody to cook. But I want you to be stacked like dirty laundry in a dorm room. Come on, bro. I, want you to have, I would like for you to have a degree. Now, if you want to have two, that's fine, too. Shannon, but guess what? But don't be in, t- look. Shannon, guess what? What? If she don't have a degree, no, nah, that ain't gonna be no deal breaker. If she got the basic stuff that yeah. my grand, that your grandmother and my yes. grandmother had, yes. if she just got genuine love yeah. and and her walk off is fire, and she look good in some wedge heels and some jeans, and she look, hold on, hold on, not even that, a sundress and. Some, no, did you better have no sundress? 
She Santa. got a sundress and some wedge heels. And she look, and she look, she got a and she bowlegged. A, a, a basketball cut in half back there. And you, you better not. And used to be a cheerleader. What? Or a majorette. Oh my God. Man. Oh my God. And she, and she cook out Mario. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and then you know, they be little fettuccine. But you know what, Rick? Right. Here's the thing. And I've, I've, I'm, I tell any woman that I've ever been with, I became what I became because all I would ever want to do was make sure my family was out of this situation. Absolutely. To raise my pride. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to do for you. Not only am I not going to do for or I will do for you, I will treat your family, your mom and dad, as if they were my mom and dad. Absolutely. So if you tell me, say, hey, Shannon, can we help my mom and dad? Why are you asking me? That's a no-brainer. Right. Done deal. Right. But I need you to understand that my family, that's that's it for me. Right. I'm not now my kids know I'm not first option, mm-hmm. I'm last resort. Mm-hmm. So once you got, I need you to I need you to brainstorm. I sent you to school, you got a good degree. Hey, my, my youngest daughter is one year away from being a doctor. Mm-hmm. My son, like I say, just my daughter's in human resources. I said, Y'all figure it out. Now, if you can't figure it out, okay. Let's let's see what we can do, see if daddy can help you. Right. But next to me, you good. Right. Your mom and dad good. Right. But don't and don't be don't. I, it's not a competition. What I've learned is that the women that I've dated felt like they were in competition with the kids. And it's no. Competition. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not having that. Now, I, I. The biggest turnoff for me is to have that. I've dated a selfish woman before. Uh, with that dang scene, like I find that's all I find. Yeah, man. Asking about everything is about her and her kid. But you never asked me how my grandson doing. See? I got a grandson and a granddaughter. My grandson um, lived with me between me and Miss Pat mm-hmm. or whatever when I'm out of town. Right. How's, how's Grayson? Right. How's Grayson? Doing? That's important to me. Right. When you can get my grandson to take my grandson and your kid to the jumping gym mm-hmm. and have a good time so I can go downstairs and get on the couch and take a nap. Right. And watch First 48 or whatever. Then, hey, I spot you on the food. I got food ready when you come back. Right. I either order food or I've, yeah, I've cooked or yeah, something. Yeah. And we just have a First good, chef have food good chemistry. Back, and I would really need for a, a woman that, that will enjoy swimming and athletic stuff. Right. You know, I, ain't nothing like a chick that will sit up and watch a game. A, a basketball fan, a football fan, yeah. whatever you're a fan of, whatever your team is. Okay. I got a whole man cave right. down, downstairs and get down there on the couch and watch football. But you, but you can't be talking about why we got to watch sports again because sports pay for all this ish that's in here. Right. You do realize that. that, right. that that's what paid for this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the thing so about... So we're going through kind of the same thing, really. Yeah, man. You know, uh, um, at a comedy show, just knowing how to be. Right. See, I know how a, a, somebody that uses a certain amount of discretion, if you walk in a room, Shannon, yeah. you see a chick sitting over there in the corner, I bet that's Ricky Smiley because you automatically... No, she don't even have to be standing next to me. Cause she gives you that energy, right? You know, if you go to a church, uh, anything, you see that woman over there, the man up there preaching. You already know that's the pastor. Why you looking at him? Look at look at our uh, uh, pastor Keon and Shawnee, or whatever. That kind of vibe. Yeah. Somebody like like Pastor Keon, right? On wife Shawnee, right. you know, somebody like her, classy. See, you like me? I'm, I'm low key. I ain't yeah. really flashy. Yeah, yeah. I'm real discreet. I got. But, but like, she, people but she look at me. And people fine. look at me because I don't. I don't flash. I ain't got no big jewelry. I ain't right. got no. I ain't got a, a, a twenty a twenty twenty seven ride. Mm-hmm. But I got paper now. I got paper too. But I drive, <laughs> I drive a Ford F one fifty. I got paper. 
And I drive that little Jeep, that little, yeah, it's that all little, good. That little Rubicon of 2009. Right. I don't have nothing to prove. I don't, I don't do enough. I don't have nothing to prove, Shannon. I'm real secure. I did, I did for 14 years. I had to prove something every year. Right. That I need to be on this team and right. I was kicking butt. Nah, I get I'm just I got I got a necklace too, but it ain't real. Because <laughs> if you snatch it, then you can have it. <laughs> Why your coach act like that with time and talk about he ain't swag? Time said he ain't swag, he was who is swag? If I ain't swag. If I ain't swag, right? Who's swag? Uh, Eddie Rock, because he's still at Alabama State. <laughs> <laughs> I, played against, I played against Eddie Rock in Tennessee <laughs> and in Jacksonville, so I know Eddie Rock. I know we used to work out together. Listen, man, Eddie Rock. Uh, both of my friends. I'm like, yeah. Eddie Rock helped me get my house that I'm in now. I didn't have enough money at the closing table. Right. I ain't gonna lie. He, I know he hate. But never, he is such a friend. He is a frat brother. He's a friend or whatever. He came through for me, man, one time when I just didn't have it. You know and, what? And I love I love him for that. I never forget. It's funny that you say that. I had one of the first CL Mercedes. Yeah. Two-door. Uh-huh. I sold it to him. Eddie Rock. I said to Eddie Rock, ask him. Next time you see him, ask oh. him. I sold it to him. Yeah. I had that car. I had it for like, I had it for like three months. Right. My homeboy knew Eddie Rob, and he said, uh, Eddie, Eddie said he wanted to buy your car. I said, huh? I said, okay. I sold it to him. I think I had like 800 miles. On it. I didn't even have 800 miles. Maybe really? I think I might have drove it like five times. Man, Ed and Rob a good dude. He man. is. He is. He do a lot of stuff at, at Alabama State University, man. And, uh, uh, you know, he's a, a wonderful frat brother, man. Uh, shout out to Gamma Sig. Right. Uh, why, why, why you ain't playing SQ, son? You got Omega all over you, man. Cause I was Man, you think I'm going to let you whip me to wear my clothes and drive my car? My brother go about that Sam, car for me. You the bro, we're gonna talk after the show. You are definitely, you are definitely Jalen Hurts. Man. I was, I Join was, Jalen Hurts. I was, a, and I, was a, I was in that me five me. My uh, Michael Jordan, join us. The wonderful fraternity of Omega Sci-Fi. I do grad chapter. Incorporate. It don't matter. We just need good men like yourself. Okay, I think about it. Yes, sir. I heard you used to, <laughs> used to charge people to sit at your lunch at the table with you at lunch. Yeah, Alabama State uh, in the South Hall. Yeah, we're going to charge you a quarter or something to sit there. Because that was a whole comedy show. We weren't getting up the jokes for free. Yeah, yeah. You so, had to, so you little did they know you was working on your material then, huh? Working on it then. <laughs> yeah, man. My college roommate, uh, Ben, was hilarious, man. Uh, he was from Andalusia, Alabama. Ben was country as a brown egg. First of all, Alabama. Ain't no ain't no city parts of Alabama. Think about it. It's the only state It's the only state they call you Alabama, and it's a, it's a, it's a slight. Oh, come on, Shannon. Don't if, do that. if somebody call you Alabama, what that mean? Now, that's disrespectful. <laughs> if it's on the East Coast, when the East Coast said, if somebody country, then they just country. Yeah. But don't call them Bama. Yeah. Don't group us up with, with country because it's some country parts of D.C. too. No, ain't nothing like, okay. But where are the city parts of Alabama? Birmingham, Mobile, Huntsville is the biggest city in the state of Alabama now. You got the. This man said Mobile and Birmingham. Damn are right. Everybody comes to Alabama. Um, no, they come to play football. No, Birmingham has one of the largest, the second largest civil rights museum. Yes. In, 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 they in, come to visit the civil rights in, museum. In the country. Yes. They come for the food. They come for the hospitality. They come for peace and quiet that you ain't going to get in Atlanta now. Ain't but 42 people in that, Birmingham. It don't damn matter. I guess what? <laughs> we, Shannon, we're not stuck in traffic yeah. trying to get home. True. You can get home in five minutes. Yeah, you you know how that is in Alabama. <laughs> You mentioned you mentioned Omega Sapphire. You and you you're really proud. You you stay in the purple and gold. Oh, yeah. You love the purple and gold. Oh yeah. What made you decide to, to play as that fraternity? 
Man, I, I got um, real excited about the Qs when I was going to Alabama State when Jesse Jackson was running for president. Uh-huh. So that was my first I am I somebody. I am somebody. Repeat over lie. Man, when Jesse Jackson said, uh, just because you from the project, that don't mean that the project have to be in you. And that stuck with me. Man, I had a tear came. Now, I heard him uh, speak at chapel because I actually went yeah. to Tuskegee my freshman year. Okay. Definitely okay, you went to Tuskegee. Couldn't afford to stay there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Tuskegee is for kids if your mom and dad still together. Tuskegee had them fangs. We used to go down there and play football. Tuskegee had them fangs. I don't know what Alabama State had, but I know what Tuskegee had. Tuskegee had them because you, you leave Alabama State and you make that little drive down 85 to go to go to Skiggy. And they didn't have a, they had just built the McDonald's when I was there. Mm -hmm. So it was a McDonald's, a, a, a movie theater, and and the chicken coop next to the chicken coop was right next to Lionel Richie's dad's house. Did you know that? No. You didn't know that. So uh but but you know uh some great people come out of Tuskegee. Yeah. Uh uh Lionel Richie is an alpha. He yeah. plays alpha at yeah. Tuskegee. Yeah. Probably doing the other day at Tuskegee. Tom Joyner plays mm -hmm. Q yeah. at, at Skiggy. So uh Skiggy is rich. Uh, in black history, but I just couldn't afford to attend school there because right. it was way too expensive. So what what made you decide? Because I hear a lot of people, you know, About the, the brotherhood, man, the manhood, brotherhood, the man, manhood, man. You grew up without a dad. Yeah, I didn't have any brothers. Okay, and I didn't have a dad. Okay, I found everything I needed in Omega Sapphire. I have fathers in the fret. I have unbelievable uncles in the fret. I have brothers in the fret. I have nephews in the fret, and I have sons in the fret. Right. Omega Psi Five Man has, um, uh, shout out to our, our grand bosses that's out here in L.A., uh, Ricky Lewis. Yeah. Uh, who's a real good guy. Uh, shout out to some of my frat brothers, Anthony Anderson. Yeah. D.L. <laughs> Hughley. Yep. Uh, uh, Shaq. Um, uh, George Clinton. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's a brother now. Uh, big time attorney, Ben Crump. Yeah. Uh, pledged that fam. Yeah. So it's a I, lot of. Uh, I would look good in them, them gold. Man, come on. Uh, 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 James Clyburn. Yeah, really? Yeah, you ain't know he was a kid. I did not. So, if I'm not mistaken, South Carolina. Your school. Yeah. No, I think. Did he go to University of South Carolina or did he go to uh, South Carolina State? I think he went to South Carolina State. Okay. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, but he is definitely a member of Omega Sci Fi. Every time he's doing his interviews, you see the Sci Fi right there yeah. behind him or whatever. So, man, the bros is just awesome, Shannon. It would, it would definitely change your life. Ask Michael Jordan said one of the greatest things ever happened to him was pledging Omega Sci-Fi. No, nah, jumping for the free throw line. What, what, <laughs> <laughs> what, what made you decide? I'm gonna get you out of here on this, Rick. What made you decide to like, I want to learn how to fly a plane? I mean, because of all the things that you could do. Like, just curious, man. I was obsessed with airplanes when I was a kid. Now, my grandfather would take me to the airport and we would sit on the car because the, the, it's a road right. that's lined up with the runway. Right. And we just watch him take off and land. Then my uncle Herbert, before he passed away, he was young, he would take me to air shows. Right. And we'd be out there watching them airplanes, you know, all that you stuff. So I want to learn how to fly a plane. So I started working at the radio station in Birmingham. Right. The guys would call in and do the traffic. I said, how y'all know where the traffic jam? They said, we're in a plane. I said, he said, come out, go with us. They said, we do morning traffic and we do evening traffic. Right. Well, I couldn't do it in the morning because I'm doing a morning show. Right. So I went one evening. For the evening drive, right. we were getting off work. Right. You in a helicopter, though, right? No, we was in a plane. Really? Shannon, we was in a plane. So he said, hey, I'm going to let you fly, and I'm just going to do the traffic. I said, what? So he was like, okay, uh, here's your rudders. That's what you feed. I said, oh, okay. I got that part. So he was like, uh, you know, here's your throttle. I'm like, okay. He said, "We, you know, he told me exactly what to do my first time in a plane. 
I took that baby down the runway. I pushed that throttle forward and I balanced out because you drive the plane with your feet. feet you right. know that? Yeah. So you're driving. He said, okay, you feel the plane getting light? I'm like, yeah. He said, go ahead and, and pull. So I went and pulled. We got up in the air. Show me uh, the altitude meters. Just show me everything. Man, I was addicted, man. I'm like, I can fly a plane. He didn't let me land, but take Hell, it off. I wouldn't let you took off. We didn't hit me the head and make you land. It's that easy. It's no, easy. It's, it's, Shannon. All right, think about it. It's easy for a pilot. Shannon, listen to me. You're not a pilot. I am. You're a comedian. Shannon, I am. Look at you. you, you, you you're a television personality. Yep. You started on the football field. That's what I do. I can do all things. That's what I do. Not some things. All things. Shannon, listen. Shannon, if I'm getting on a plane and I see you in the cockpit, I'm immediately getting off that plane. Shannon, Shannon, I, I fly really well. And I land really I'm well. I'm going to trust you. Just not with me Why? on the plane. Shannon, come on. Shannon, I was Shannon. They took one of my Instagram videos down because I was landing the plane. And I was filming at the same time. You only fly with one hand, right? You don't you don't be with the with the with the knuckles gripping it tight because you're scared. Right. You have to relax and fly. Okay, right. Yeah. So I was doing a uh, I was coming in and landing for a lot of the airport, and they said there was a violation, so they took the video down. Right. But I got plenty of flight videos or whatever. But you got the, the license. Air, the, the air, no, I don't have my, my license yet, but I have to fly with a licensed pilot. Right. But I am going to get my license, so so get ready for that. But I am a boat captain, and it's and it's every, and some of the stuff is the same. Right. Going across the ocean and flying in the air, like when you got, when it's Wait, bumpy yeah. or whatever, same thing, right. you know, in the sky. But flying is easy. Because in a car, you got gas, right. brakes, radio, a car right here, car right here, car right here, car behind your truck's passing by, and a plane is just you. Yeah. And the only thing, even if you can't see, you just focus on your instruments. Like, I can drive a boat in the dark by reading my navigational system and bag it in, a 54 boat in, a 54-foot sea ray in and bag it in and jump off and pull it in and tie it up and dock it and everything. It's just fun, man. It's like there's something different. It's outside of the box. I swim with sharks. I'm like the most interesting man. Like that. Well, you out, here in LA, you out here in L.A., you swimming amongst them. Trust me. No, I don't swim. I, I swim with the sharks in the Bahamas. Oh, no, these sharks out here, I'm talking about you walk well. You ain't swimming. You just walking. The sharks, <laughs> Toronto. Yeah, that's in every city. Yeah, it's an yeah. American carnage going yeah. on yeah. in every city. Yeah, we should have a conversation about gun violence because it's it's really bad and unsafe. Well, we'll talk about it. Everywhere. Go ahead. <clears throat> AT and T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Yeah, man, you know, just being a gunshot victim, being a household of five, and two of us are gunshot victims, right. man, I am just really pro-protecting yourself, man, because at this point, you can't do nothing about the guns because they won't change the laws. Right. But damn, you Make know, sure you have one, huh? me and my kids are armed. Right. And we take tactical training right. and situational training. Right. So... But that's uh, a Southern thing. I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, growing up in a household, we always had guns. Yeah. Guns were always loaded. There was never a situation in which the gun was not loaded. 
Right. So my grandpa would say, what good is an unloaded gun if you need it? It's like, or having one and not having it on you in a holster. Yeah. So you just have to protect yourself because this, just, 30 years ago, 30 years ago, let's yeah. think about 30 years. Yeah. That's when the when it got to a point where you can't say nothing to nobody's kid. You can't correct nobody, right? What do you have now? What do you have now? Look at what's going on yeah. now. Yeah. Get people in their 30s. Most of the a lot of the crimes, people in their 20s and 30s, you can't correct or say anything to anybody's oh, kid. Yeah, yeah we're going up there. And they they going. Any adult can correct you. Shannon, they doing everything now. It's unsafe now. Um, when I perform, man, I got two uniformed police officers with me, and I just pay them out of my pocket. I cash out them, I pay them under the table or whatever, and because uh, I'm scared. People getting shot backstage. People getting shot running up on stage. Uh, uh, you get your money. They think you got money. They think you got paid for a comedy show in cash. Set up to rob, uh, to rob you and all this kind of stuff. Man, it's dangerous. Right. It's seriously dangerous. So you have to move real careful now. So you think differently now than when you first got into yeah. the business. I assume that you are finna rob and shoot me coming out of a grocery store. You ought to see me paying the parking lot and looking around. I can, I can recognize every face I saw in the grocery store and identify anybody that was in the grocery store in every car that's in the parking lot. And I know how to get to my car without you knowing that I'm going to that particular car. I move a certain way. Right. Because I'm a gunshot victim and I see what's going on. Because it's the details. Right. The details, a small detail is the difference between life and death. You just have to assume that somebody's going to do something to you. And people can say all they want to. You can't live in fear. The hell you better live in fear because look at the time we're living in. You can't say that now. Right. So you'll be dead. You know what I'm saying? So we just got to uh, figure out how to protect ourselves because you can't do nothing about the gun laws. Right. We just hope and pray that people in the community stop killing each other right or whatever but until then you have to do what you have to do to protect you and your family right because i don't want my grandson burying me have me up in a casket my grandson sitting on the front row crying like i did my dad it's not fair to him right for some damn 23 to 33 year old that don't have no didn't have no manners at home training and grew up entitled and feel like he could kill somebody because he, got didn't get, he ain't got nothing right there you go Ricky, thanks for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. HBCU alum to another. Yes, sir. All the uh, continued success and all the best, bro. Thank you, man. Love you, man. I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate it. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life. Running all my life. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.